the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's move it into a Friday. It's the last day of the week. It's a fun Friday, as always. Matt Smith has uh, granted us an hour and a half, talk about the movies that are going to be uh, opening this weekend, ones that are kind of a couple of weeks into the rotation thus far, movies you should go out and see if you're thinking about taking your significant other out somewhere. And for all of our Facebook watchers right now, guess what? You can hear, if anybody calls in today, if anybody uh, deals with us about anything, uh, you know, that's not here in the studio. If they can't tell that they're hearing a better signal right now, then they need to get a new computer. Punch that red button there. There you go. You can hear hear everybody now. We've got it set up that our our feed of of sound is going right into the Mevo. So this is for uh, Facebook Live? It, that's for Facebook Live. They can you hear can everything. Hear, hear everything in in the studio or everything on live. Yep. Or? See, if people have been provided I get the right microphone potted up. <laughs> well, bottom line is, you know, people. I got a lot of of grief from listeners, and I understand that you, you know, like the other day, yesterday, we had the gentleman on from uh, Facebook on or YouTube, in fact that did that uh, YouTube rant from South Carolina, I am the majority. You remember that guy was talking to the, uh, the Greenville, South Carolina uh, uh, city Robinson council. Mark Robinson was his name. Yeah, Mark Robinson. And he was, he was going, he went off and that went viral. 46 million views. 46 what? million views on that. For? For I am the majority. Wow. And, uh, you know, Listen to us. Quit listening to the the radical left. Listening to those morons. And anyway, we uh, okay. we had him on, but nobody could hear him that was watching oh. on Facebook Live. Oh no, because he was on by phone. But now, now, now you can. So they can hear on Facebook Live. They can hear everything that's on the radio program. That's now. correct. Now that's good. We get that all set up, and that means Monday. When Bill O'Reilly is on, you get to hear him. Oh, okay. He's going to be joining us on Monday. Oh, Bill O'Reilly, okay. Okay, rest of today, just so you know. After Matt, mm-hmm. Dr. Terry Yamauchi, who is a big film buff as well, but we're not going to talk films. We're going to talk infectious diseases because that's his specialty. He's worked with mm. CDC, works with uh, Arkansas Children's Hospital. He's going to be on. Talk a little bit about whooping cough and flu and all of that, but... Something we want to discuss with you, and we're not animal haters. I love pets. I've got a dog, all right? Just know you can get infectious diseases from your pets. You just got to know mm-hmm. that. So we're going to talk about it. Final hour, Robert Steinbach will be here, and we've got three things we want to talk to him about. There's been a big FOIA battle over in Faulkner County. I want to talk about that. But the two big things I want to talk about is Goodson lost today, saying that uh, – this uh, company uh, out in Washington, D.C., that's been running ads against her being a Supreme Court justice has the right to do that. And the other being Jamie Taft versus the state of Arkansas, the Court of Appeals decision uh, that came down on the 17th. 
and uh, that uh, said that we do have constitutional carry in the state of Arkansas. So we'll talk about all of those. Meaning? Meaning you don't need a license to carry a gun on your hip. Out in the open. Out in the open. That's wow. It. Or if you want to stick it in the back of your pants and pull your shirt over it. Really? Yeah. You got to be. It's got to be ill intent. You got to be doing something illegal. So you're saying if you if you stuck in a holster and put your shirt over it, then it's concealed. Yeah, it's concealed. But you can do that. Don't need a. I'm going to tell you, and the state police ain't going to like it. But you don't need a license to do that. You don't need you a concealed don't need a carry That's to correct. just. There it is right here. See that? Really? Wow. See that? There's, 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 there it is, all in black and white. I've got it right here. That's so the official constitutionally, decision. you can. That's correct. Well, okay. You're in Arkansas, but so we're here, here. Now, the was thing that is the now. guy? Was that the guy that carried the gun strapped to his belt into McDonald's? Was that the no. one? No, no. Okay. Now what you're was up this in Bald Knob. Okay, what was this? Uh, one? This was up in Montgomery County. Oh, Montgomery. Okay, and okay. it's a guy gotcha. by the name of Chad Davis. He was wearing a white shirt. And he had a pistol stuck in his waistband. Mm-hmm. And he was acting suspiciously. The police showed up, mm. and uh, they arrested him. And they they took him into to the jail and stuff. Acting suspiciously. Yeah. Where where, where was he? Uh, I guess he was in. Uh, you said Montgomery County, but I mean, it was in some store. I think a a store. You know, he walked in, not oh. doing anything wrong, just walking okay. in. I mean, people see a gun and they immediately think you're up to no good. I mean, like, you know, he didn't come in with a ski mask on. That's he just right. came in. That's okay. correct. Okay. Right. That's so. the way it works. Wow. So anyway, we're going to talk about that specifically, that case, mm. in the last hour. Robert mm. Steinbach, he's a law professor over at uh, UALR's Bowen School of Law. He's on my show every Monday. So. Oh, really? He must be a conservative. He is a conservative. It's rare at colleges. Uh, you better believe it. <laughs> Pretty rare. He's one of the rare guys. So, so we're he, have he didn't believe on. in safe spaces, huh? No. Okay. He and I are... Uh, teaming up to bring legislation to stop arkansas universities for having from having safe spaces because it's an infringement of the first amendment you'll be hearing about that piece of legislation next year i'm getting involved baby well i'm all about first amendment second amendment all of those amendments that we got that's called the constitution of the united states and we should be living under them okay even but but what about the uh, the 14th amendment i believe in the 14th amendment but the right well, interpretation of the 14th the Amendment, right which does not mean that you can come into the United States, fly in on a plane from China, drop a baby, and they're an American citizen. Or That's the, what they're doing. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Or walking across the desert in uh, the state of Arizona, you come across the border, mm-hmm. and a coyote has uh, a, a shot for you. You have to be pre- uh, pregnant. And you're going to get busted, and they give you a, a shot, and it makes you go into labor, so you have your kid, and then your kid becomes a citizen automatically because you you dropped your kid here in the uh, United States, and then the whole family gets to come and live in the United States. Nope, really, that's was cool. it? Was it made? On. Yeah, no way. Yes, a shot. Yeah, really? I can't think. It would it starts with a P? Progestin is that right? Maybe it's progesterone. Oh, progesterone. Yeah, progesterone. No it, it way. Bring, yeah. They give they give them Dude. shots so that they will give birth here in the country. And CNN to say that's fake news. Oh, of course they would. Fake news. Man. Here's the key. Fake news. I saw it. No way. That's when I was down on uh, was down at uh, the Anvil Farm uh, Ranch in yeah. in Arizona. Remember when the Minutemen were down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went down yeah. and did my show oh, for okay. a week okay. and uh, 
I had a lot of those uh, sheriffs on that you you see on television down there along the uh, the border right. dealing with the illegal aliens and things right. of that nature. And uh, you'd be sitting there doing, we'd be sitting there doing the show, and we'd see a helicopter out there. And it'd be up in the air, and it'd be stationary. And I said, what's going on with that? Sheriff said, well, they found a group of uh, illegals trying to come into the United States. I said, mm-hmm. what are they doing? He says, they keep them right where they're at by doing that. They'll land, they'll load them up, and they'll bring them uh, to a, a, a place where they can be at, and they'll process them, and then they're going to put them back on a bus and send them back to Mexico. And uh, so they lose their money that they paid the coyotes. Coyotes take off. And uh, he was telling me about the progesterone shot and how they did that. So they would, And that's where the term anchor baby came from. No way. Yep. That's how they got that terminology, anchor baby, because that anchors the family then here in the United States. <clears throat> I'd heard all this except the shot part, right? Uh-huh. That's news to me. Yep. They do it. Wow. Make sure they don't get sent back while they're still pregnant. Have the baby while you're here. That Man. way you get uh, the, the child gets citizenship. All right. Big movie opening up here this 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 weekend. Just so you'll know, this is one uh, that you're not going to want to miss. Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. All right. If you've been around at all listening to rock and roll music, you know that comes from the Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. From uh, Queen. Night at the Opera was the name of the album. I remember when it came out. So good. It was a great piece of music. Uh, and as you'll find out if you go see the movie, the guy that was the head of the records department for EMI didn't want to put the album out because he thought it was crap. The song was a B-side. Yeah. Of What was it? Something like, I love my car? Yeah, man. <laughs> How sad. It's, you know... How sad, man. I, I could have flip that around. Make well, that, yeah. They I love my car, the B-side. No, no, but see, no. who, who, I love my car was the single, was, was the single. Here's, That was the single. Here was what the best part the of it was. The label picked that single. Yeah, here's the best part of it, though. All of the critics, Rolling Stone and Cream and all of them, at that time, there were bunches of rock and roll magazines, attacked that song for being pretentious and overproduced and this and that and it wouldn't do anything and it became the one of the biggest songs of all time went to number one when it was first released and after live aid and they produced they they did some of it at live aid turned around and became number one again when they re-released it twice it was number one on the charts unbelievable i think they re-released after his death 16, was it years, after yeah, 16 years after the initial release, it hit number one of the charts again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was in 91-ish. Yep. yep. All right, because Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. died in 91, correct? Yes. All right. Six years after the Live Aid performance, yes. Yeah. It was it, probably the last time he was able uh, to perform at, to, best. At, at that level, yes. Oh, absolutely. He was, they did such a great job. This, this movie, you got to see this movie, okay? Uh, 
the gay community is upset with it because it, it, the movie doesn't come out and say he was just gay. Well, well, you don't come out and say he's just gay because he wasn't just gay. He was bisexual. He, okay. Yeah. That, that's the key. I mean, you know, they got yeah. upset because they did so much about Mary Austin, who was his soulmate. He literally loved that woman. Uh, they, you know, they were a man and wife in a, how you call it, a Christian way. And uh, he was his common law wife. They never got married, but she was his common-law wife. She still lives in his house today. She's 67 years old. and uh, Well, uh, he, had, he had said he would always take care of her, and I, I think that you know he had you know a will in his estate and all that. So, yeah, had all that set up. Now, so. Jim, Jim Hutton, who was his uh, gay lover last seven years of his life, he left him a million bucks. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So here's the bottom line. He was he's bisexual and the and the gays are ex, uh, upset because they didn't just call him gay. Well, he wasn't just gay. Come on, man, it's I, a true story about him. You know what I like about the film? It doesn't zero in on that. What I like about the film is PG thirteen. Yep. So you know they touch somewhat on the lifestyle as far as the substance abuse and things like that but they don't focus on harsh he had some issues with that but that was not all he was about and that also came later in his life Mm -hmm. so they spent a great deal of time just you know with him you know with his family and there's some time there as he's uh, you know he's a teenager and he's starting out with the band everything like that before they get into the substance abuse so i don't know the people that don't you know that wanted like a hard r and all the nitty-gritty crud this is not that movie no it's not this is really a celebration of Of a great rock band yes yes and 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 that's 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 the story i wanted to see i i the people that have criticized the film wanted to deal with that one small aspect of the guy's life you know as opposed to the movie tried to get an arc in there of like this is why he wrote the way he did these are why these songs were created yes that was a piece of what was going on in his life but i think they did a good job with with the wife and uh, you know with the general aspects of the band and how they created music and you know it's it, it, it just an incredible film i mean it, from the fall season you know my two favorite movies are bohemian rhapsody and a star is born i'm, I'm just extremely impressed For the with those fall, two motion, right? yes with those two motion pictures between Labor Day and a day, you know, or or really between, yeah, between, I guess between mile twenty two and a day, you know, uh, which mile twenty two is mid August. So I, I guess between August fifteen and today, my two favorite films released have been Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born. Okay, mile twenty two. Do you think there'll be a they're, they're going to make a a sequel? I don't know. I, I hope I, you know, they do. They, I don't know. They I, had I three the planned. I enjoyed the film. I, I don't know if they will or Still not. Still thought, it, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, good. They left I, you on yeah. a cliffhanger. Yeah, I, I I really don't know. I really, I hope so. I hope, I so. hope so too. I hope so. I mean, I, I enjoyed that. I'm a Mark Ronda, Wahlberg fan. Ronda, Ronda, Ronda Rousey will not be back though for sequel. Right. right. I'm just, see the movie. It's a exactly, great movie. Exactly. If you want to know who the big stars are, of course, uh, you've got uh, uh, what's his name from uh, the Backstreet Boys or whatever. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Okay, he was great. Yeah, he's got a he's good, good movie coming out uh, Thanksgiving called Instant Family. Cool yeah. film. But he was he was really good in the movie. the The other person is a Thai actor, and if you saw, uh, what was it called, the apartment where the Thai police go into the big building and they fight the mob in it and stuff, he's in this. And if you like action, 
you can't miss with this movie. I'm just telling you, you cannot miss <laughs> with this movie. It's it's great. I loved it. Get out of the house and see Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born for sure. All Tremendous right. motion pictures. Going to take a break. We'll be back with more. It's Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith is here. We'll continue in just a moment. All right. Back with you. Matt Smith is here. Tom Reeves just kind of yeah, floated and, into the studio. Sit down, bud. And, 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 oh, you know, and. <laughs> and I, I got Matt started. Sorry, during <laughs> well, no, the break. That's right. Got it, Matt going well, on but, something here. But instead of instead of doing that, right, instead of doing that, um, they Wait, did, wait, go back and explain uh, what we were talking about so people understand what you're talking about. Okay. Um there's a one-screen movie theater in Searcy, Arkansas, that was donated to the city uh, by the Lytle family uh, about 30, 35 years ago. Set empty for a long time. Then it was operated as a dollar movie theater, uh, very subpar and in very bad shape uh, for maybe 20 years. Raggedy. Uh, but how do you really feel about it? Yeah, just just horrible. It's, it's the Rialto, it's, which yeah. is on the uh, National Historic Register. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful yes. old theater. You know? Yeah, the outside is beautiful; it just mm-hmm. needs to be restored. But sure, inside, sure. it was in horribly bad shape sure. because it had been a theater showing movies for fifty cents for twenty five years, and everything in there needed to be replaced. So I went to the city current mayor there in Searcy. When did you when did you go to the mayor? Oh, the beginning of this year when they asked for proposals. Really? For so the when, so when uh, the Weber family decided they weren't going to do it anymore, you yes. Decide. They asked for you, proposals. Oh, okay. And I made, they, right. They asked for a proposal. Ran an ad in the paper asking for a proposal. So I made them a proposal. I said, "Hey, um, let's have the city retain ownership of the theater, obviously. And what I'll do is I'll donate new projection equipment, new sound equipment, four K. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what I run. Right, right, right. And Dolby. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, new carpet and new seats and new screens and new concession equipment and new cash registers." And we'll paint everything. We'll fix everything up. I'll donate all this equipment for free. I'll operate the theater, okay, put in movies and put in concessions, and we'll sell our food and sell our concessions. still running a dollar deal or, or running first-run movies? Uh, maybe do a mix, mm-hmm. depending, on the, depending on the time frame. Sure, sure, sure. And obviously I can get newer movies better and faster uh, than what was happening there before because, you know, I've got 50 screens, you know. And... Uh, I'll donate all that for free. I'll operate the theater, turn in accounting to the city on a annual basis or a quarterly basis or monthly, whatever they want, and say, hey, we sold these many tickets. We sold this much food. This is the revenue we generated. This amount of money went to the payroll for the staff. This amount of money went to the utility bills. You know, These are all our expenses. We spent this on advertising. X amount of dollars is left. Take that X amount of dollars and put that into restoring the theater or – I'll simply take that money and donate it to a local charity. I personally will make no money at this one screen, and my business will make no money at this one screen. But the idiot that is currently the mayor in Cersei, <laughs> he did not take that deal. He decided it would be better for the city to operate that theater, for the city to spend, oh, I think they spent $250,000 so far of city taxpayer money to put stuff into the theater. All right, hold on, take a break. We got to breathe. We breathe. Got, we got to get some uh, news in here, and then uh, I'll take over my show when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. 
Okay. So, anyway. Calm down. I was trying. Calm down. I'm he calm. hasn't breathed. He hasn't stopped since the whole break. Wow. I'm just glad Kyle is here. I got, you know. I got you both a great joke. Yeah. Just yeah. A joke so, you know. Just so, sent to me. Anyway. Wait, he's got a great joke. We got to hear oh, okay. this. Joke. This, is, this is the Dave Ellswick show. I can't believe my granddad <laughs> is me. going to vote Democrat this year. Oh, man. He would have never done this kind of stuff if he was living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Someone posted yeah. that to my Facebook. Too. Did you get that too? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's a pretty good joke. I like that. Hey, don't forget about. Uh, and I just used them today. Arrow Plumbing. When you got a plumbing problem, you need a plumber. You call Arrow Plumbing. I'm just telling you. Uh, my wife calls and she goes, "Hate to call you to give you bad news." I go, "What's wrong?" She goes, "Well, Megan flushed the toilet in the uh, the guest bathroom." And it looked like it exploded at the bottom. <laughs> so, what was Megan doing in the guest bathroom? Well, it's you know she's a guest. She oh, okay. she's at the house. Okay. So anyway, I said call Arrow Plumbing. I said Linda, I don't even need to tell you this. Just call Arrow Plumbing. They came out immediately. They fixed it. It's working fantastic. Except now because they have to put some stuff because you got to put the the seal you know that wax, that wax seal mm-hmm. and all that in. It's got a set so. Uh, it's got to sit for 24 hours so that it seats real good. So that's all that. been taken care of. And yeah, because we fixed it before and we didn't do the 24 hour thing. And what happened? Mount Vesuvius at the bottom instead of at the top. We had it at the top back a couple of years ago. So, bottom line is they did the job. They did it right. They did it as as well as I expected them to do at Aero Plumbing. And that's why I call them. Those are good guys, man. I've, I've seen them here on your show before, and they're yeah. some decent people. They're here. I mean, and look, Linda called them at, at uh, 1220, and they were at my house at 120. Not bad. And they were done at 150. That's what you want. Yeah. Go to aeroplumbing.net or just Google aeroplumbing. All the stuff that you need to, to get them in contact is right there. You'll be able to find it. All right, so... How's it going up in Cersei? We're going to talk politics just for a second. Sorry, number one, to. Number we one, need to. Number one movie to see this weekend. Play that music again for me there, Ross. Here you go. You need to see this movie this weekend. Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. <laughs> Sorry, we're doing, we're doing the version of Wayne's World. Did you like my entire to the film? Yeah. Oh, he's great. He's great. I love him in that spot. And he really, they really disguised him well. I thought that was cool. It was a good movie. Absolutely. Go see it. You'll enjoy it. It, it really is good. Uh, it just shows you really how far ahead Queen was in rock and roll in the mid-70s. They were way ahead of everybody else. I don't remember. With I was multi-tracking. You know, you, I was probably in grade school. <laughs> yeah, you were Were you even a, a gleam in your daddy's eye? Well, I don't know. According eye? to the paper today, I'm 59 years old. So I thought, wow. How, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 53. But, okay. You know, I was just kind of like, you know, hey. Uh, are you talking about the Cersei paper? Yeah, the Cersei paper, yeah. Uh, they had all of us at 59. Years? They're off by six years. Yeah. Okay. I like, you know. I watched the debate. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I thought... You were the most compelling when talking about alcohol. I did. I've known you for many years, 
And it's the first time I knew that you were, one, adopted. Correct? Nice. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 I wasn't adopted. You weren't adopted. No, no, no. You were your stepfather. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stepfather. Your natural father was an alcoholic. Correct. And you okay. saw, you found him, how old were you when you found him? 18. 18? I don't even remember that. I was, that debate And was, you said that he was, he had fathered. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, he had fathered 20-something children. Yeah, 27, I think. Wow. Yeah. They should have named him Abraham. And what I, yeah, what <laughs> yeah. I liked about what you said is that, look, I understand both sides of this argument. Drop the mic. Well, I. You know, when you when you It was good. You were you. right on, buddy. Oh, thank you. What I like in the difference as far as like you running for the race, okay, and what I like about the difference is the the your three opponents have all been employees of the city their entire lives. That's been their entire careers. They've all worked for the government and they've all lived off a check provided by the taxpayer. Okay. Did you read the paper today? I have not read the paper today. I, I, I get the I get the Cersei paper and the Cabot paper and the Hot okay, Springs okay, paper okay. sent to my office in Little Rock, and I'm a few days behind. So I have not seen today's Data Citizen in Cersei. So they say that you didn't have enough experience? No. <laughs> I hadn't seen Listen, they've attacked me for all kinds of things. Well, I, they, haven't really, they haven't really hit that one and, yet. And, and understand, understand what I'm saying now. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a cop's kid. My dad was a lifetime. Okay, let's uh, finish up. Let's finish up talking here. Reach over and grab your sign there. That was last week. Hold it in front of you. That was the... See, this is like a placard that they put up when they take the picture of you before they put you in jail. Which I thought was kind of goofy, (laughs) but (laughs) I I saw that whole article there. (laughs) All right. But, I mean, you are Republican. Yeah, we're back. You are Republican. We're back. You're Republican. Yes, I am. But, no, they were mad. They were mad because he's got an R by his I love Matt. This is goofy, man. It's Let me so goofy. What, he is he has taken no. one breath since we went to break. Wait, I know it. I mean, because, because I'm because just like, do you drug test me? Come on here because Matt's like high on caffeine or something. Call, okay. This guy writes in the new. Okay. This guy writes in the newspaper, and he could be covering some stuff in the local paper in Cersei that's important, right? But this guy spent weeks upon weeks on his column talking about his diet, man. This guy talked about his diet for weeks in his column, man. Like his bowel movements, man. No, he wrote about. Tell me, he did dude, not talk no, about the editor. BM. Yes, he did. The editor of the paper, man. Oh. Week after week after week, man, talking about what he was eating, how many, how much broccoli he ate, man, how it affected his bowel movements, what kind of vitamins he was eating. That stinks, is, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> how yeah, much just, asparagus did you asparagus, eat? Huh? He did. He wrote about asparagus, man. I'm telling you, oh, there straight comes up. Russ. Here he did, Russ. Russ. He did. He did. Okay. Oh, he just. He, my and, gosh. Then, and then he decides. I guess because, you know, it's a couple weeks before the election. He's going to maybe try to write about it. And then they start <laughs> ragging my man Kyle here because he's a Republican. But he came out and said he was a Republican. And then I just the, – the guy shouldn't write about bowel movements and politics, okay? He's not qualified <laughs> well, to write I, politics. Wait, 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 wait. Politics and bowel movements are he's pretty not qualified. Yeah, that's I mean, not too they far throw them at each other all the time. So, <laughs> oh, you know. man. You'll I, hear, I just, I you'll, listen, you'll you are hear a, a lot. Are I am you not Repu- a Republican? I, I am a Republican. But listen, in all honesty, yeah, they did They did rag me on the R. They did. Uh, but Cersei has a drug problem, and nobody's talking about it, and nobody's addressing it. What kind of drug? Is it opioids? It's it's that. It's marijuana, and it's in our schools I didn't know that. with kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, 
Let's say it. My, I have a family member who is is messed up on it, and oh, it started in high school. And so, let's say it. And so, you know what? We have never had a drug dog in Cersei. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't now, know that. Now, uh, Kinsett had one. Bald Knobs had two. But we have never, none of the police departments. I'll give you six, 60 more seconds. Never had a canine. No. And, and so when I that's get in pathetic. there, that's probably priority one is, is to make a, a, a run at the, the drugs and to get drug dogs in there and to hit the randomly hit that school to get it out of the high school. And out of the out of the uh, elementary, or not the elementary, but the middle school. Or, do people know this? Is this part of your platform? Yeah. Okay, that yeah. and the fiber optics, because that, that's two things I didn't even know. And I try to keep up. I, I read that rag of a newspaper, man. Well, it's, it or not. it's not there. You, go, go to my website okay. at kylereeves.com or techstop.org, either one. KyleReeves.com. KyleReeves.com. Better one to okay. go to. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Easy uh, to remember. Yeah. And that's you know, sad. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, we really do. And, and every community's got it. And so the thing is, we we live in this bubble. We want to say, ah, everything's perfect and we don't have a problem. No, we got a problem. We need to say, we need to address it and we need to tackle it head on. Okay, can you stay for the next half hour? Yeah, you need to stay, man. Stay with me. Yeah, stay. Okay. I okay, we'll give you another half hour. I'm going to go get a drink. Well, okay. I need a, you got a soda or something? I can or get water? you some uh, coffee. A coffee would be great. Okay, I'll get you coffee. We'll do that when we take our break. Matt Smith will be here as well. I will give him time <laughs> Movie to, review. to do some more talk. Oh, man, you know, we do this <laughs> every give Friday. Him more. Sometimes You'll, we just do rock and roll. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> we'll let him tell you what's playing in Hot Springs, Cabot, Searcy, and also here in Little Rock. We're back. All right, back for uh, the last half hour with uh, Matt Smith. He is the uh, proprietor, that means in a very short, owner of uh, Hot Springs Cinema, of course, the uh, VIP Cinema at Riverdale, the VIP Cinema in uh, Cabot, VIP Cinema up in Searcy, and just know that he's getting ready to put in those wonderful leather recliners up in Searcy here in the near future. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, let's start off with Riverdale. Riverdale10.com. No, wait, before you go any further, is there any chance that you might put magic fingers on those recliners? I no, we're not going to do shag carpeting either, and no lava lamps, Dave. <laughs> well, is there any chance you could order like house. order like two or four extra that me and Dave can have? Strictly your house, Dave. That's the only place the lava lamps and the shag carpet. Okay, now going, Russ, okay? do you even know what magic fingers are, is? What I'm referring to? Oh yeah, the uh, Holiday Inn travel ta- travel beds. Yes, absolutely. You know, okay. Yeah, so those were great. You put like 50 cents in and the bed would shake. You thought it was the exorcist. You know what People I'm thought it was funny that you carried so many quarters in your hotel room. <laughs> I had a little bag. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What was that okay. for? Hit us on the website. What it is now. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Hit us on the website, Riverdale10.com. That's Riverdale10.com. Buy your advance tickets. Be sure to check out the full food menu there. We've got hot, fresh, made-to-order food, pizza. French fries, cheeseburgers, White Castle, Bavarian pretzels, Nathan's hot dogs, State Fair corn dogs, all kinds of desserts like key lime pie and chocolate peanut butter pie and ice cream. We're serving over 40 different beers and eight different wines. Riverdale10.com, just click menu. Buy your advanced tickets there. We've got the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. New this week, Bohemian Rhapsody. Also new this week, Nobody's Fool with Tiffany Haddish. Go see Bohemian Rhapsody. Good movie. And from Walt Disney Pictures, Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Those three are new this week. We're still playing the number one film in America, Halloween. Also still on the screen, A Star is Born. I highly recommend A Star is Born. It will be an Oscar contender. We have The Hate You Give, First Man, 
Venom, Hunter Killer, Indivisible, and of course Robert Ruffer's last motion picture, and he made this one with Sissy Spacek, The Old Man and the Gun. Now, back by popular demand on Thursday, November the 8th, we have The Wizard of Oz from 1939, the original. Showtime is 6 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at Riverdale10.com. Be sure to pick up the theater group free popcorn buckets, a 200-ounce popcorn bucket. You buy this popcorn bucket, you bring it in on Wednesdays. Popcorn is free all night long. Eat as much popcorn as you want. Hey, fill the bucket up before you head home on Wednesday night. Take you some popcorn home. And Thursday through Tuesday, you can bring the popcorn bucket by the theater anytime and get 200 ounces of popcorn for just $4. So buy the free popcorn tub. Theater group, free popcorn tub. Buy it at any location. You can use it at all four. Same thing with our gift certificates. If you pick up gift certificates and they are available online, you can use them at any of our Arkansas locations. That's Riverdale10.com. Now, if you're down in the big city of Hot Springs, you can hit us up at Hot Springs VIP Cinema. That's HotSpringsVIP.com for the website. And, of course, we've got the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in Hot Springs. Over 20 different beers and eight different wines. Full food menu in Hot Springs as well. The same great food that we're selling in, at Riverdale and Little Rock. We're also selling in Cabot and Searcy and Hot Springs. Chicken tenders. Loaded French fries. It's all there. I mean, anything you can want to eat. The four cheese mozzarella cheese sticks, uh, all there. We've got corn dogs and, of course, popcorn and candy and frozen Coke and uh, bottled water and all the Coca-Cola soda products. Of course, that. But we made hot, fresh, made-to-order food. We do handcrafted, fresh-made pizza. So you can get your good pizza at the theater as well. And, of course, we're serving beer and wine in Hot Springs. HotSpringsVIP.com. Now, today in Hot Springs, we have the exclusive screening of The Nutcracker in the Four Realms uh, from Walt Disney Pictures. Only place you can catch it in Garland County. Be sure to check that out. And we already have our tickets on sale for Ralph Breaks the Internet, also from Walt Disney Pictures. And we have the exclusive screening for that. Uh, also in Garland County. Those tickets are on sale now. Also showing exclusively for us in Hot Springs, Nobody's Fool. That's new today with Tiffany Haddish. Of course, we're showing Bohemian Rhapsody. Also new today. Three new motion pictures today. Hunter Killer is still on the screen, and we are also showing Halloween. That's HotSpringsVIP.com. Now, next week, we'll have Girl in the Spider's Web at all four locations. Also, next week, we'll have The Grinch at all four locations. And advanced tickets are already on sale for those movies now if you're in dave's hometown that's cabot vip cinema.com yes i am a cambodian cabot vip cinema in cabot be sure to check out nutcracker in the four realms bohemian rhapsody nobody's fool halloween venom goosebumps 2 haunted halloween a star is born hunter killer and indivisible. Again, the same full food menu right there in Cabot. Be sure to check that out. Go to CabotVIPCinema.com. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Full food menu. Uh, every chair in the building in Cabot is that luxury recliner with a table. It's all reserved seating. Go to the website. Buy your tickets in advance. CabotVIPCinema.com. Uh, Monday, we're putting all new carpet throughout the Cabot Theater. That's happening on Monday. We'll also have all the drapes replaced and new drapes put into Cabot before the uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday. Uh, and uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving, we begin remodeling the restrooms there in Cabot. So be sure to check that out. New coming to Cabot, CabotVIPCinema.com. I forgot to mention in Hot Springs, we started construction there on our new screens. 
uh, putting in an entirely new parking lot in Hot Springs. Uh, we are expanding and remodeling the restrooms. They will be all new, uh, all new stalls and tile and uh, sinks and countertops, adding new screens there in Hot Springs. And there will be stadium seating with the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, uh, putting in a full bar there in Hot Springs. Um, and, of course, the new screens in Hot Springs will have Dolby Atmos sound and digital 4K projectors. We plan on having all this open in Hot Springs the first Friday in May, but that new construction has started. All right. And how long before you start in Searcy? Uh, in Searcy, we will start installing recliners uh, after the first of the year, probably in March. Uh, the way it looks now is uh, we'll go in there in March. It'll take us a couple of months. Uh, but we'll spend March and April putting recliners in uh, half of the theater there in Searcy. And then we'll get through the summer, and then we'll come back when school starts uh, around August 15th of 2019 and do the other half of the theater with recliners in Searcy. So, uh, you know, by next year, by this time next year, by August of uh, – by, by May of 2019, four screens in Searcy will have recliners by um, – October of 2019, all eight screens will have recliners in Searcy. Now, right now in Searcy, we got the high back rockers with the pop up love seat armrest and, of course, stadium seating. That location is searcycinema.com. Of course, you can get your free popcorn on Wednesdays there. Um, what we've got showing is the Nutcracker and the Four Realms, Bohemian Rhapsody, Nobody's Fool, Halloween, Venom, Indivisible, Hunter Killer. Great movie, Hunter Killer. You'll like it. Smallfoot, A Star is Born, Goosebumps 2, A Haunted Halloween, Free Popcorn on Wednesdays, pick up the uh, theater group, Free Popcorn Bucket. Be sure to get your gift cards. You buy a gift card virtually, you can go to the website, buy a virtual gift card that can be used at all four locations, or you want to go into one of the theaters and buy one of the plastic gift cards that looks like a credit card because you want to put it in an envelope, which we provide, and to give to your loved one, that's fine. That gift card, no matter where you buy it, is good at all four locations. You buy a gift card in Searcy, you can use it in Hot Springs, Cabot, Little Rock as well. Tuesday, this Tuesday coming up is our last $5 Tuesday in Searcy before we take the holiday break. So be sure to check that out if you want a $5 movie. SearcyCinema.com. Be sure to click on that full food menu and check that out. And we'll be adding some new menu items this month, so the menu will be updated. You go to the website, you can find the links to like us on Facebook and follow our events. There's the theater group mobile app it's free to download for your iphone or android be sure to download the free mobile app and you can sign up for our email newsletter and that's good at all four websites to get the links to the facebook the email newsletter and the free mobile app searcycinema.com riverdale10.com cabotvipcinema.com and hotspringsvip.com all right got to get a break and then when we come back we're going to finish up with kyle reeves he'd have run him for mayor of Searcy. We're going to ask him some more tough questions when we come back. Like, what is the biggest issue facing Searcy? Good question. He'll tell us what he Good thinks question. when we come back. Hey, you know, Uncle Sam is licking his chops right now because he can't wait for you to retire because he could tax you at every turn, including taxes on your IRA and 401k, taxes on your Social Security, and taxes on your investment income can be a field day for the government unless you take steps to defend yourself against this now. And you're invited to a special one-time screening of the documentary film, The Power of Zero, The Tax Train is Coming, right here in Little Rock, hosted by David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show, 101.1 FM. The answer is special event is free. It is limited to just 90 people. 
If you've saved a half a million dollars for retirement, call to reserve your free ticket right now at 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. I'll be back with Matt Smith, Kyle Reeves, as the Dave Ellswick Show continues. Nine minutes left here before we get to news. Okay. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is coming up. Uh, after the news at the bottom of the hour. Right now, Kyle Reeves here. He's running for mayor of Searcy. Got a few minutes left. What's the most important issue facing uh, Searcy with this election? There there are two, actually, more uh, important issues. One is, like I said a little bit earlier when we, we, we went to break, was the drug problem. Okay. I, th- I think if we don't address that, I don't care how many swimming pools or ball fields we, we build, if we lose our children to drugs early on, they're not going to use them anyway. So I think... That is number one. Number two is bringing in different types of jobs that uh, are not traditional. Uh, in addition to your factory, we need to do uh, IT. We don't need to bring just retail in because if you do all these retail jobs, uh, where's the, the base to support it? And okay. So, uh, we address those two issues and lower our sales tax. I think we will become probably a premier city in Arkansas. We and, and, and instead of following because you know if you notice a lot, all the cities go if someone gets a water park all the cities around say well, we got to have a water park so we can compete. Nah, forget yeah, that. Yeah, they did that in Cabot too. So what we what we need to do in Cersei is instead of following everybody we need to start leading everybody. Good and, idea. And, and not just in Arkansas but around the country. What are some things you'd like to lead into? Well, uh, as I said earlier, one one of the things is to do a um, make Cersei a gigabit city, uh, which providing high speed internet at a gig fiber to the home to encourage uh, small businesses and to bring businesses in because we have a great community, we have great schools, and we have a lot of potential. People would love to live there, but it needs to be a place where it's a strong business environment and a strong home business environment. You know, because you can build all the factories, but if you got a bunch of people working from home, working for companies in Colorado or wherever, uh, that's money coming into our economy. Yeah, and you it's not know, brick and mortar. you know this stuff about you know uh, fiber optic and all of that, uh, Kyle. You've been dealing with it for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it, what I do, you know, before I was doing this, I was designing uh, TV stations and building them. In fact, I've got a project uh, in Miami that I'm going to go do in December. Well, we're going to do a build-out, and then I'll go overseas uh, right after that, and then uh, hopefully be done with it in January 1st, start as the next mayor of Searcy. Yeah, I kind of like that. I like that. I, I like that. Call you Mr. Mayor. I kind of like that. <laughs> well, I have circled the globe already three times, and so this December will be my fourth trip literally all the way around the globe. You know, So I, 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 will, miss, uh, I will miss building up the frequent flyer, mile, frequent flyer miles. But I won't miss uh, being away from my family. I was so. going to say, missing all the great stuff you miss for your family. I right. understand that. Go ahead. I know oh, no, you got I, some questions. I, I like that. No, I like that. I I was um, I try to keep up with what's going on in Cersei. I own a business there. I read the local newspaper. I talk to a lot of people around town. I had no idea that the city police department had never had a canine drug dog. That's shocking to me. It's just, I just made the assumption that they'd always had one. I, I, no, the county's kinda, got one. The county okay, has one. Gotcha. They'll, they'll borrow. But I also didn't realize the drug problem was so bad there. Um, I come at it from a business point of view, so that's why I like to hear the business growth. And I have a retail background, so I'm always looking at it from the retail point of view. But this fiber optic thing, now that, that's that's intriguing. I like that. 
Well, yeah, that's, and, that's, that's, and, and, and let me be clear on the drug problem. We don't have um, crack vials down the street, right? We're not, we're, but we're it's it's a it's a um, I don't know what do you call it, a suburban problem. You know, it's it's, it's prescription hidden. drug. Yeah, it's very hidden and okay. it's quiet and it's quiet yeah. and and it's not. <clears throat> we don't our, our crime statistics do not reflect what's really going on. Ah, and so uh, I think we need to to be real with real with the stats real with the people, and address the problem head on and start saving our children that we are losing. From there, you can build an economy. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, if you don't, if you lose that, who wants to bring your kid into a nice, uh, you know, their family into a neighborhood like that? Well, uh, you know, and you're talking, you talked about Parks and Rec, and and they're always selling this A and P tax that they're trying to force on people down there, you know, as in they're going to have something to promote and they're going to bring people into town. No, that's, you know, the A and P tax is the biggest lie. Yes, that, yes. that we have in Arkansas. Well, be- they, because they, what they don't do, what they do is they say, well, we can build infrastructure, right? we can build ball fields, because that promotes. Well, no. If you're going to local if, use if, from a, from a business standpoint, if you're going to advertise and promote your business, you're not going to build something over here. What you're going to do is you're going to let the people know what you have in your theaters, or right. what you have to offer, right. what we have in the city of Cersei right. that makes us so great. I mean, right. you look at the city of Cersei up until just this last week or so, we did not have our own website. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I how saw, ridiculous what? is that? I saw I saw where they went out and bought this ball to drop on New Year's Eve. And they had their little party at the courthouse square, and they're going to drop a ball on New Year's Eve. That's their big celebration, the little ball to copy, you know, Times Square, right? And and uh, they want everybody to come out to that. Now, people that don't drink have a toast on New Year's. You have everybody turn out on New Year's Eve in a dry county, in a dry city where nobody can have a sip of alcohol. Even people that don't drink will toast a little champagne sip on New Year's Eve. But they want to spend thousands of dollars to drop this ball in a dry city in a dry county where they hate alcohol, and they actually expect people to show up for that. I mean, people that don't party party on New Year's. I mean, it's amateur night, man. Everybody goes out on New Year's Eve. You know, I don't. But well, hey. let, let's let's get off the alcohol thing, okay. which I think you're obsessed with. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know no, what, Matt? I, you, you no, brought you, I hate the AMP tax even worse. Brother. You brought up yeah. a really good idea. I'm about, really against that AMP tax about re- revitalizing the Rialto and bringing first run movies into yes, there. Yes, yes. I mean. That's the problem in, in small town Arkansas is these towns die away. Yes. And so I don't understand why the city didn't let you come in and do this and re- help revive. Because Main Street, Arkansas, Amy Burton does a great job with Main Street, Arkansas. Imagine what you could do if you had a theater that was a premiere in the state where somebody wants to come and do a premiere of their movie. With, and bring, right. I mean, just bring in the economic business. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Which to do. we do at the Riverdale 10 all the time. And the, I was going to spend my money on the theater. And donate proceeds to charity. The government does not need to do retail. No. The government cannot do retail. Let no. me tell you what. If he had had the Rialto in uh, Searcy, there's a good possibility when Gosnell opened, we could have got that to open at the Rialto and had the author of the book there as Yeah, well. a lot of stuff. I mean, we do stuff like this at Riverdale 10 all the time. I've been doing this for over 30 years. You know, it's 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 you it's don't what I, you don't look a day over eighty three. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's, it, it, it's what I do. The formaldehyde really works. Well, yeah, how, no, I mean, I mean, how could you not take you know a, a business is going to provide everything for free from cost of the city and whatever dollar the city put in that theater but they could know, spend on something else. People don't understand, and and you know what? Every one of us has a past. We've all done gotcha. stupid things in our lives. We've also done some great things in our lives, and it's wrong of people to look at you and go, you know, you were an idiot when you were a teenager. So I can't trust you now. 
50 uh, years later. Uh, and, and uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. And with me or with Dave or with anybody, right. it's, it's small-minded people that can't go – People can reconcile. Right. People, can, you know, re- I believe in redemption, right. and God is awesome. Well, and, and, and so, and, it, and, and from my point of view, I have nothing to redeem. I wasn't an idiot as a teenager. Well, maybe not you. But I'm just, you know, I was an idiot. <laughs> right. Let me tell you, I was an idiot. Right. I'm not I mean, perfect. I, mean, I, I spent my youth getting two BBAs in business, getting an MBA in finance. Right, had my first BBA when I was 22 years old. Went on to get a second BBA in business. Owned my own business at 21. Right. I wasn't a dummy as a youth. I didn't get married until I was 40 years old, right? I've been married one time, still married to my wife. We got two beautiful kids. Um, I don't smoke, don't drink, don't even have a tattoo. Do you so, dance? No, not a lick. So you sound like I have, I have no rhythm. <laughs> you sound Southern I Baptist. I have no so. rhythm. Oh, those are some beautiful right. kids. So, yeah, you know what I spent, you know what I, got a great family. You yeah. know what I spent my teenage years doing? No. Going to work and going to school. You know what I spent my 20s doing? Making go money. Go to work and go to school. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's why I own 10 movie theaters, brother. All right, 15 seconds. Let me just jump in. Kyle, thanks for coming by. Oh, thanks for Always a me. pleasure. Matt, it's always fun to have you on Oh, here. it's a good time, brother. He'll be back next uh, Friday as well. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is next. He's got some stuff that uh, might tick you off. No, no. Just, just be normal, Doc. I know that you're on nationwide television right now, but just a normal kind of day. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here. I'm surprised you don't have your Oregon jacket on. I mean, they won the College World Series in baseball this year. Do I do I want to remind all our Razorback fans about that? What, the fact that our first baseman booted a, 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 the It wasn't series just the first baseman. Here's what it was. Up. The doc played baseball like I played baseball, all right? What's the first thing you do when you think you've got the pop fly? Call. You call for it. I got it. You can go back and watch that clip. Not one player called it. Lack of communication, and it cost them. When they missed it, I looked at I looked at uh, my wife and I said, "Bartman." That's right. That's what I said to her. It reminded me of Bartman getting in the way of Alou. And the Cubs had the chance to make it to the World Series before they went to the World Series and won it. I, just, uh, I felt so sorry for those guys. I've been in games like that, that you had it won, and you gave it back. And it makes you feel bad. I know, I gave one back. <laughs> makes you die, man. You, you, a little bit of you dies right there, doesn't it, Doc? But one of our... And one of my heroes, Willie McCovey, passed away this Yes, past. he did. That's Big man. Good hitter. The only, you know, the only player I believe that made a baseball bat look smaller than Willie McCovey was Frank Howard. Frank Howard made it look like a freaking toothpick. He made the batter's box look like a, you know. I know. He was huge. What a big man. I I saw him play uh, what's it, the Senators, I guess. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he was at Comiskey. They were there playing the uh, White Sox. And I went to see Frank Howard. And uh, he hit the clock on the scoreboard. Nobody ever hit the clock on the scoreboard. I saw him play. You know who else played on that team, college team? Who? Played at Ohio State. Who is it? Uh, Howard Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy okay. and um, Galen Sisko, the pitcher. They both played on. Is that the Cisco kid? 
<laughs> I'm just no. It, it was, was Hopalong, Cassidy, and Cisco Kid. That'd been great. <laughs> what a team! Well, you were Howard Cassidy won the or what was his name? Howard Cassidy. I have no idea. He won the Heisman Trophy or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw him play. You're fi- you you finally have talked about something in baseball I don't know about. Man, I love baseball. I know, I know. We go out to dinner once in a while, and it is nothing more than two hours of baseball. Because we both love the game. Such a great game. It is really good. People that don't understand it think it's boring. Boring. But, you know, every play, every pitch, there's something you can be thinking about and should be if you're into the game. Didn't see any baseball players taking a knee, did you? Enough said. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. By the way, by the way, the Cubs uh, picked up the option on Hamill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm all excited about it. They're going to have one of the best rotations in baseball, man. Well, I'll tell you, those the uh, Red Sox. They're, they're awesome, are they not? They are, uh, I picked them, you know, and I, even though, you know, my Dodgers were there, they, that pitching there is God, those, and those finally, two. he got the monkey off his back. Yeah, Price got the monkey off his back. That has always been his monkey. Yeah, he'll give it to you all through the season, but when he gets to the playoffs, he crumbles on the mound. I mean, when he was with uh, was it Toronto? Well, that's they what happened that to was Kershaw. Problem. Oh, Kershaw's getting that now because he's really he's not. He hurt himself in the free agency market this year. Sure did. He really, really did. Okay, enough about baseball. Okay. I got stuff that I really want to talk with. Because I, this has made me a little bit nervous. I, I don't get nervous very often. But when I see stories from the CDC and they're talking about, and I'm seeing stories in newspapers <laughs> uh, and whatnot, and they're talking about, a surge of cases of a rare and mysterious polio-like disease that mostly affects children and can result in paralysis. Look, I was born in 53. It was what year did Salk come out with the uh, the immunization for polio? About 55? Yeah, probably probably I mean parents there. parents lived in fear that their children would end up getting polio. And uh, Jonas Salk came up with a godsend. I've got a good friend that had polio when he was younger, and it, you know, it affected one of his legs. Uh, is is are we going back to that kind of a disease? I mean, should we be worried about that? And all of you that aren't immunizing your kids, wake up! Sorry. Well, I get, you're I get, speaking I get, very. I get ticked very off well about saying this. that. I mean, I, there is an editorial the other day talking about you know what people that aren't immunizing should be concerned, be, or actually stronger than that, because you know they're endangering the rest of the public. Yeah, the uh, herd mentality is what's necessary for immunization. Exactly. You, exactly. You get as many people immunized as possible, and uh, you know it's. The concept should be easy to to visualize, but I don't know why people think, you know, p- people that don't like to get stuck by a needle, and then we have vaccines that you can take by mouth or squirt up the nose, you know, they don't have to get stuck with needles. No, here, but, but here's the key, Doc. All this, 
this <clears throat> anti-immunization stuff that's out there. You know, look, Jenny McCarthy, nice rack, but not a doctor, okay? And and the guy that came up with the with this uh, you know this uh, falsified yep. information about how bad immunization some doctor he made it all up and it's it's false. Yes, you read about you, but you know it's out there on the web and it's still there and people are just discovering it today. I bet you hundreds of thousand people discovered that and they go, oh, I, I shouldn't get my child immunized. That guy did. He's worse than any serial killer I know. I'm sorry. There's going to be people die because of that guy. Let me just give you some stats here. The agency says uh, they've confirmed 62 cases just last week of this acute flaccid myelitis myelitis across 22 states since the start of the year. More than 90% of those were in children. With the average sufferer being four years old, another 65 possible cases are under investigation. Health officials have been closely monitoring the disease for uh, four years now. Every year since 2014, normally in late summer, there's been a spike in cases, a pattern that's leaving researchers baffled. Scientists are still uncertain how AFM, which affects the nervous system, is transmitted. Now I'm going to read the symptoms, and if this, if if you're like me, you're about you're in your 60s or whatever, this make your blood run cold because here's the symptoms. Still uncertain how AFM, which affects the nerves, is, is transmitted. Symptoms: weakened muscles and reflexes, and in some cases paralysis. One child with the disorder died in 2017. A top official at the CDC emphasized that the disease still is extremely rare, but she said the agency wants to raise awareness of the condition and encourage parents to seek immediate medical care if their kids showed any weakness or loss of muscle tone in their limbs. Sounds awful familiar to polio. Indeed. Now, Dave, you know, I, I'm not always in complete agreement with the CDC. Yeah. Sometimes we go a little overboard. Sometimes we don't give enough information. Um, and there are not many cases, uh, and we've had that one death, but, you know, it's a it's something that we don't know the exact cause of yet. And let me add to that, there are lots and lots of viruses, and there are lots and lots of diseases that many viruses cause, symptoms. Right. And so we've got to be very careful. This is a new disease in that we don't know the cause and don't know how it's transmi- transmitted. Mm-hmm. We can guess, you know, but, you know, we're not, not sure. And since there are symptoms like polio, which everybody is still frightened of and world, should be and worldwide, it's still a concern, uh, especially since we have uh, vaccines that can prevent it or make it so uh, unsymptomatic that we don't even know you had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are going to be other diseases that come up. This disease is probably caused by a virus, and it may be in the same family as the polio virus. See, that's what worries me. When I read about it, and it sounds so much so similar, that it 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 it, it did something with its own DNA to make itself just a little bit different. Well, we're pretty good now at, at uh, 
diagnosing the poliovirus okay. because there are several polioviruses that since there's so many of these uh, class of viruses they're all in, they have been in a, a class called the enterovirus because they're carried in the gut entero uh, and uh, after you know we have several polioviruses that are identified polio one two three four right. etc just like the hepatitis viruses now the viruses that are discovered that are polio-like are called enteroviruses. And we have over a 100 of those identified, enterovirus 1, 2, 3, 4, up to 100. Gosh. So that's what makes this somewhat um, uh, confusing. And certainly to the public, you know, when we say polio, they're thinking of why ate the sugar cube or I got the shot. So well, you, those protect you from the polioviruses that, ca- that we've identified as causing paralysis uh, or other symptoms. You can, the polioviruses can cause central nervous system disease. They can cause rashes. They can cause respiratory symptoms. So, you know, this is another disease that causes paralysis, but we're not sure what virus costs yeah see i i still remember uh kids i went to school with that ended up in iron lungs oh yes all right a lot of you see if you're a younger person right now if you're in 20s 30s even 40s you probably don't even remember that it was a terrible terrible disease exactly there are medical pictures of whole hospital floors with a hundred iron lungs yeah that, see what that iron lung helped you breathe because you lost uh, the ability for your dia to draw your diaphragm down to pull air in, and this machine did it for you. Yeah, by using positive and negative pressure yes. within the machine. Yeah, great device saved a lot of lives. No exactly. doubt about that. Exactly. But Jonas Salk is the great uh, savior for yes, that one. Yes, and I don't know. Do you remember getting the vaccine yourself? Yes, I do. Yeah, did you get the oral vaccine nope, or shot? I got a shot. Yeah, I got them both. <laughs> yeah, I may have got both. To be honest with you, I don't know. I remember the sugar cube too. Yeah, the, the irony of that was that when I got it, we had to line up at the local swimming pool, and the line went back for a block or so with parents with their children waiting to get mm-hmm. immunized. And the irony of that was they found out that. Po- poliovirus was one of the diseases or one of the viruses that you got at swimming pools and so we were lined up at the swimming pool to prevent us from getting polio which came from the swimming pool so yeah well see they gave you the shot and they say okay you can dive in now <laughs> <laughs> no they didn't do that i'm just saying yeah so saying. so that that uh disease that, that you uh, are quoting right now from the centers for disease control um we 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 suspect that it's going to be a polio-like virus or a enterovirus of some kind, but we're not sure yet. So, you know, it's hard to talk about it. There are going to be more statistics come out. They don't know how it's transmitted. It's probably going to be transmitted through fecal material, but may it may not be. Uh, we still have quite a bit to learn about that. We right. know we don't have any therapy or treatment antiviral treatment any antibiotics or antiviral treatment right now uh that's available all right we're gonna doc's gonna be here until five today because and he, he said i'm moving up in the world you got me for an hour and a half 
or you're punishing me. No, we got you here for an hour and a half because we have a lot to talk about today. There's another virus out there I want you to know about as well. We'll talk about it when we come back. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I'm using Sunny's next week. They're taking my car on Wednesday, putting a uh, transmission for a, from a well-maintained total loss vehicle, uh, and uh, they're going to put that in my car and give me a three-year parts and labor uh, warranty on limited miles as well. So if anything goes wrong over that three years, they will fix it absolutely free. And getting that transmission will only cost me about 50% of what getting a, you know, a rebuilt or a really you know brand-new transmission would cost me. And when you're getting close to having 300,000 miles on your car, you don't want to buy something that uh, is brand new, especially if I can get something that's as good as being brand new with the warranty behind it and save 50%. No brainer for me. I've always said I'll go green because this is a recycled auto part. Go green when you save me green and they're saving me some money here. Call 982-7451. You need the services of uh, Sonny's Auto Salvage. They'll help you out. That's Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. All right. Welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, if you go to Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show, you can now again Watch us live on Facebook and hear everything on Facebook. If we get a phone call, you'll hear it. I'm already, I've already got people upset because they can't hear what's going on during the breaks. They enjoyed the conversations <laughs> during the breaks. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was like the fear of God in my guests, all right, because they were afraid they might say something and everybody would hear it. And Because, you know, if you don't think about it, you just – so I caught myself the other day. I almost said something. I I told you what I almost did, and it would have caused a big brouhaha. People had heard it. Well, I'm trying to you know retain my political viability. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost mine a long time ago. They started going back to high school. I'm dead in the water. I'm just. <laughs> you talk about that already, dude. I know. Yeah, it's just I talk about it, but boy. There'd be commercials about it if I, <laughs> I were running. <laughs> that would happen. I was one. Uh, no, don't want to. Hey, I see that uh, Trump is not, in Huntington. Go ahead. Yeah. I did not. No, mine would have to be, I did have blank with that woman. Because I'm not going to lie about it. You know, what can I say? And I did inhale. <laughs> And I did go once in a while. So bottom line, all right, there you got it. I got all kinds of skeletons in my closet. They've been public for years, have they not? For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Well, I look, I don't sit down and just and give There's you still a few chapter, things you come clean chapter about, yeah. and verse. I don't give you chapter and verse on some of it. You don't want to hear it. That'll be in my book. Buy my book. I'm starting to record that book everybody's asked for. So, because everybody says, you know everybody. I know a lot of people. And I can say, all right, I've interviewed a lot of people. I'm going to talk about it. Got some great stories about it. I got a great story about Joan Jett everybody's got to read. All right. Really? He knows what I'm talking about. Yes, he knows what I'm talking about. Let's take a break. I'll tell you during the break, Doc. All right, Dr. Terry Amauchi is here. When we come back, talking more infectious diseases and. If you're a pet lover, 
Don't blame the doc with the news he'll give you in the next hour. Coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. So remember to tell your friends now. Go to Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. Click video. And uh, you can watch it live on the air. And you can hear it just as like if you were listening on the radio. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here. Infectious diseases is his game, so to speak. He loves coming on my show because I just, I say things that, in the way I say it. For instance, Robert Steinbach walked in. Robert. Yes, sir. Jenny McCarthy. You know who that the is, The actress. Right? Yeah, the stupid yeah. one. Yeah, the, the kooky one. Okay, yeah, the, she's the, the one. The don't, go, don't immunize your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah that's a real great idea, isn't I it, doctor? Want, I wanted to just tell everybody again that great rack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor, no. Yeah. By the way, that's artificial. Just to be clear, that's exactly. It's not right, God yeah. given. Yeah. It's God purchased. And yes, the, <laughs> right. the other it's Jenny McCarthy. Pardon oh, me. what did you say? It, I, yeah. I, I think I said her sister. Whatever. Her sister is not as good looking as Jenny is. Okay, but anyway, bottom line: get your kids immunized. Viral, Am I right about yeah. that, doctor? Go ahead. Say you say yes, that? yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, I was nodding to the camera. Yeah, they're looking no, at you on the no. camera. Go, yeah, you're saying doctor, yes. Can, can oh. I ask a question, though? I, I do understand that that uh, some children can have adverse reactions. Is that is that true? Rarely, very rarely. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, they blew the, that all out of yeah. out of out of proportion. proportion well, yeah. the most common reaction is redness and tenderness oh, at the site, but that they not, tell that a reaction. Oh, I see, and that's yeah. obviously innocuous. And that's what I what I get. I mean. I cry after getting a shot. I want my Band-Aid. Every time I come into the show, I get redness and tenderness. So I, don't know. <laughs> I, want my, I want my I want my Band-Aid and a sucker. That's what, it's, that's what I want. Okay. So, a virus has been cited in a tenth death at a New York, uh, a New Jersey center. A tenth person has died in a uh, viral outbreak at a pediatric care center, while a different strain of the virus was found at another facility in the state. State Department, Health Department confirmed in a statement the medically fragile child at the Wanakei Center for Nursing and Rehabilitation had the adenovirus, is that right? Adeno. Adenovirus, okay. There had been 28 cases associated with the respiratory virus at the center where the effective children had severely compromised immune systems. One death was a young adult. Now, I... I'm old enough that I remember things. It's hard sometimes, but I remember. You know, when I read this, you know what it made me think of? Legionnaire's disease. Remember how it just kind of came out of nowhere? Well, it was discovered out of no, seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, they knew about it, but they didn't expect it. And that's kind of what this is like. It just just pop. There it is. Dave, you know, one of the things is that we've got so much better now at diagnosing. We've got techniques that we can identify virus versus bacteria. We've got uh, ways to identify specifically what virus, like I just mentioned a little while ago, there are so many different viruses. And so I'm not surprised that we're seeing other diseases and we're seeing things like this. Now, uh, I, I don't believe we still know how that virus is communicated either. Remember, for a long time, we didn't know about Legionnaire's yeah. disease. And even after we had all these people die, the Legionnaire, Legion, 
legion what do you call it legionnaires disease well the, legion. le- the first was described in the outbreak in a group of foreign uh, american, american legion. legions yeah, in philadelphia it. and it came out it of, came through the air conditioning system remember that uh, the, yeah radiators and yeah yeah and so and we still well i shouldn't say that it's still a, a difficult organism to isolate it's harder than pneumococcus or yeah. staphylococcus or some of those so again we're going to see more things like this and this is a disease we're not even sure how this one is transmitted we think it's respiratory transmitted by respiratory secretions coughing shaking hands as you and i know uh and uh, yeah, i'm a Uishi bump brother yeah, remember that good good boy good boy uh so um you know, I, look at you said other another virus is in, was implicated in this. The latest thing you were quoting, quoting there, yes, it was different. So you know there might be other viruses also in this case or in this outbreak that we don't know of. It's just another uh, outbreak of a number of people with respiratory symptoms that caused uh, it was caused severe illness or death in one person that was compromised. Yeah, well, let's just read the last. Paragraph where it says, this virus can cause mild cold or flu symptoms, and some strains also cause diarrhea and pink eye. However, the strain found in this rehab center outbreak is called type 7 and can sometimes cause more serious respiratory illnesses, especially among those with weak immune systems. Type 7, that means there's six before it and no telling how many behind it. Oh, there's... Yes, adenovirus is a very, very common virus, and it can cause, like I said, it can cause all kinds of disease. Is it called adeno because it deals with it, comes in through the nose, kind of? No. No, I'm not necessarily. <laughs> Just was wondering. It, it, no, I, I can't remember why. I know there's a reason, but I, okay. you know, now I'm puzzled. But, but what's interesting about this is that <clears throat> we were talking about this polio-like devi- uh, virus earlier, now we got this virus here. Here's the key that everybody needs to know. You got doctors out there that are working hard who are I can I consider them like sentinels. They're walking the wall trying to protect us from uh, diseases that are out there that if they get get loose in the populace can kill wantonly tens of thousands of people. Just go to the read about the Spanish flu outbreak. That a that a scare you half to death. I mean, right. and that happened in the in the twentieth you know twentieth twentieth century. Yep, yep. But again, I want to just point out, especially right now when we do have flu, here's some a, a new quote new virus that we recognize causing respiratory symptoms. Suddenly, we're going to be flooded with people with respiratory symptoms, and we're going to have. Yep. Parents asking, do we have adenovirus in the state or in the school or in the community? And that puts the doctors on a spot. Fortunately or unfortunately, there's still no treatment, but there are going to be a lot of people get treated with antibiotics or with anti-flu medications unnecessarily at this time. And if that doesn't work, 
what happens or they're not given enough to kill the virus or whatever that virus gets stronger and then that antibiotic right in, doesn't in this work case in this it. case and I, i'm not sure i know anything about adenovirus type 7 other than we have we really don't have uh antiviral medications that are uh available to the general public other than for influenza and, and um, a few other diseases all right I've told you I was getting my flu shot last Saturday. I'm getting it tomorrow. I didn't get um, something happened. I got mine a few weeks ago. Did you? I I, get mine every year. I can't tell you, Doc, how many people I still hear. Haven't had one in years. Never gotten the flu. Okay, well, that's good for you. Keep on rolling the dice, buddy. Well, my common one is I never got the flu until I took the shot. Yeah, that's you know, the other one that you get a, a lot. Yeah. I got sicker from the shot than I did from the flu. Well, no, you, didn't. you, didn't, you no, didn't, didn't really have the flu. Yeah. You can get sicker than heck if you uh, if you really come down. And especially like yourself, you know, here's the person that you're not immunocompromised, but you're older now. Yeah, and you're not handling really? disease the same way. Well, feel, that's what, I don't feel that way half the time. But then the other half, I feel like I'm on death's door. Well, that's right, <laughs> and, you, and you could be. Yeah. Hey, uh, come on now. Let's keep this positive. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to scare people and I get them to what take, well, get the shot. I think know? where you should scare them, Doc, is I um, got the shingles virus shot. First, I got the older one, and now they're out with a new one, Shingrits, something like that, Shingrits. Uh, and the insurance companies only pay for it if you're over 50. That's right. And 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 this is expensive vaccine. Yeah, it was. And I can tell you that I know it's expensive because I got it when I was less than 50 because everyone around me who got shingles got it in their 40s. And uh, my recommendation, non-scientific as it may be, is shell out the almost $300 and if you can afford it and get a, a shingles shot in your 40s because I've seen too many people in their 40s and I just it, it always strikes me that the insurance policies look at these charts and actuary they, the actual thank you Dave and 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 come to the conclusion that they're going to cover it two days after you're infected <laughs> uh, and so um, you know and people seem to think that if the insurance company doesn't pay for it that that it's not health care you know sometimes you, you fight with them later Get your immunization now. That's my non-scientific, non-medical advice. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you. <laughs> the key thing is get it. That's mm-hmm. what yeah. you said. That's the key thing. Mm-hmm. And because um, shingles is not something, especially if you're older, you want to get. No. Everyone that has had it that my I've spoken to, they, they 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 just say it's the most painful thing they've experienced. Uh, it's and and it, it shows up on the face. It could show up on the eyes. It's just terrible. Most people I've seen with it, it's across your midsection. Yeah, in the midsection. Yeah, and it follows a nerve root. Virus that stays in your body forever, and under the right conditions, stress, you know, diet, steroids, chemotherapy, uh, can make that virus start to replicate. And since it's hiding in nerve roots nervous tissue it will migrate out, it, to, out the root, new nerve root so often it comes into your onto your body and is that how the immunization works is as it starts to migrate out it, you've built up enough antibodies to keep it in check yes it keeps it in check from starting to migrate i see yeah i see we're going to talk about that in a moment i'm going to take a break got to talk about applied research kind of goes along with some of the things we we're talking about but when we come back 
This is the main reason I asked uh, the doctor to be with us, and I'll give him a moment to here during the the next 45 or so minutes we've got to talk about flu because if you hadn't gotten your flu shot now is the time to get it because it takes some time to build up in your body uh we're going to talk about you got a pet some things you need to think about you know whenever you sit down in your house think about where your dog sat (laughs) just think about where you you get that card i said i did isn't that good i like it it's true where is it? I let me read it to everybody. I got it over here. Where is it? There it is. It's right there. Doctor had a great sense of humor. Sent this to me. If you ever thought too much about all the places in your home your pet has touched with his naked butt, you'd have to move. Hope you find a nice place to eat your birthday cake. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> That's great, Doc. It really is. All right. Applied research. Uh, they do clinical research studies exploring the safety and effectiveness of an investigational drug uh, dealing with some form of, uh, you know, disease. For instance, diabetes, uh, acne, asthma, low testosterone, maybe overactive bladder, kidney stones, all those things. And these, uh, these drugs are right on the cusp of being marketed. So they got to make sure that they work exactly the way they're supposed to work. And they have to, you know, pass. It's kind of like taking a final in school. You got to pass the final to graduate. And they need people to qualify and be a participant in these different uh, uh, studies. And each study has its own set of rules and, and regulations, basically, of, of what you got. For instance, the one on, di- on diabetes, you got to be 18 years or older, be diagnosed with type 1 or type 2 diabetes at least five years ago, and be suffering from symptoms like nausea or vomiting, abdominal pain, bloating, and early fullness after meals. If you would meet those requirements and you went to their website, arcarkansas.com, you can get in one of the get in this study and maybe you get the drug. Maybe you get the sugar pill. But you get into the study, they're going to do all kinds of lab work with you. They're going to track you through this study and you get compensated for doing that. So uh, that's how all this works. So go to a R-C, Arkansas, that's one word, arcarkansas.com, and uh, just grab the pull-down menus and fill out the information that you might be interested in, in being in one of these studies, and they'll get back to you. 501-954-7822 is their number. Bottom line, you make a little money on the side as well. That's with Applied Research. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dr. Uh, Terry Yamauchi is with us. And, uh, okay, if you're a pet owner, you might want to tighten your seatbelt a little bit, all right, because we're going to talk about some. I, it's funny. I, the doctor sent me a, his presentation that he he does on what we're going to talk about. Let me find the page here because I want you to see it. It says, the next outbreak disclaimers, and it says, Dr. Terry Yamauchi loves animals. Dr. Terry Yamauchi has been a dog owner most of his life. 
He just wants you to know he's got pets, but there's things you need to know. And people don't like to know things that they don't like. Is that right? Dave, it's, it's, it's common sense. You know, I mean, that's one of the things I, way I teach people. If they think about something a little bit, you know, they're going to say, well, why am I putting that in my mouth? Yeah. Or, you know, why, why is my dog sleeping in my bed? Or, uh, I mean, it, it just. Because it's a three dog night. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Well, that's, that, those are the things. They, uh, you know, I've, I, see my friends that have dogs, uh, I, I see them feeding them off their ice cream pork. Yeah, plate. off their spoon, and, and then use it themselves, or licking their ice cream cone. Yeah, so oh, terrible. You know, I just think, well, now, you know, where's that tongue been? <laughs> what was the last thing that dog licked? That's right. It what what body have, part? It may not yeah. have been an ice cream cone. Yeah, and they put the food on the dog's nose and say, you know, let's stay, 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 stay. stay. teasing the dog, then let it be. And the dog comes up and nuzzles that, and I said, "Well, where's that nose been? Yeah. What was the last thing it sniffed?" And you think about that, just like that card I sent you. It's it, it, there's not a lot of thinking involved in germ therapy or germ transmission, how germs right. are ta- ta- uh, passed. And yet, you know, oh, it's my dog. It's so clean. It's so nice. Well, people and, should understand. You know, we're talking about this that these. You've seen the stories of the people whose dogs licked the cut and they ended up with a disease that mm-hmm. caused them to lose a limb. The perfect example. Well, of more what we're than talking that. About. It could be more than that. Yeah, it could cost know. you your life. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about all of this. So uh, uh, I got to get news in, and then we got 25 minutes to zero in on this stock. You ready? He's ready. I had to really talk him into this. I'm just telling you. I had, him, I had to talk him into doing this because you get you get pushback on this, don't you? A lot. All right. Lot. Hang on. We're going to talk about it next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back. Dave Ellswick Show. PI Roofing wants you to know they're hiring. You like to use your hands. If you like to be outdoors, if you want to get on the ladder of success with them, you can. They pay up to $20 an hour. And all you have to do to let them know that you want to do this is send them you know, send them your resume, give them your experience, things of that nature, and send it to piroofing.com, piroofing.com, or you can call if you would want, uh, 501-707-3551. That's 501-707-3551. I know Joel Johnson personally, the man, the CEO, and his wife, Veronica. They run a tight ship. They run a good crew. They pay top wages. They give you great benefits. You could do a lot worse than being uh, with them. That's PI Roofing again, piroofing.com. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And I, you know, I asked him about, uh, you know, animal born diseases. Just, let's, let's, talk, let's think about it just for a second. We've seen the people that the dog licked them and. They ended up in one case. Guy lost both both uh, his arms from the elbow down and both of his legs from the hip down. I mean, serious and terrible story. I think that was up in Minnesota. 
then you have uh, other stories that you hear about, uh, you know, bird flu and this going on and that going on. And it got me to thinking. And then I was talking to the doctor, I think it was during one of the times we had dinner together about that. And he says, oh, yeah, we got a lot of opinions about that. Educated opinions, uh, you know, not the kind of opinions that the body part everybody has, like opinions. Everybody's got a certain body part. Well, the bottom line is, this is the guy who's sitting here with me in the studio, CDC, been all around the world teaching about, uh, you know, viruses and bacterial infections and all the kind. Listen to what he's going to tell you. It's important to you. And I'm going to tell you what, it's important to your children. You got a pet, and we're both pet owners. So here, here's here's the key: pets are not just something that you can have in your house and not worry about at all. Correct, doctor? Correct. Okay, I'll let you you take it from here. Well, you're first of all, I want to emphasize: you know, I am a pet lover. I love dogs. I've had them most of my life, and I'm not telling people not to own pets. Uh, pets have a purpose; they bring enjoyment. Uh, they can serve as watchdogs. They can serve as a friend. Uh, they t- they teach you responsibility or your or your children or dependents. So there are a lot of things that pets can do for you. But uh, what I try to teach people is that uh, just use common sense when you're around pets. One of my <laughs> excuse the play pet peeves was uh, you know being uh, in academic medicine i'd hear or these different theories about what pets could do for the patients and um, you know i thought well that's that's fine i i had a strong group of people who wanted to bring pets into my hospital and let the children play with the pets and i thought well you know we had children in hospitals get well for a long time without having pets in the hospital and show me some information that tells me that that's good for them and that for a long time there was nothing. And so I never let people bring pets into the hospital. Uh, then, you know, it was pretty, pretty strong group that wanted to bring pets in and you know they're cute and some children like them but i thought what about children that have allergies what about nursing staff or medical staff that have allergies what about people that might be afraid even they're even if they're tamed and trained you know what are what are their rights to this and uh, i said what what kind of uh, problems can you get uh, was that christmas company here in arkansas wanted to come and give sneakers to every child in the hospital for christmas and they wanted to bring in their uh their uh i don't know trademark or whatever it's called the it was a kangaroo a live kangaroo and i said well gee that's interesting i said what kind of bacteria do kangaroo carry that's my first thought so you did a little I did. No, I did nothing. I just asked him to oh, do okay. that. And uh, party uh, pooper. Well, wait. I'll get to that, Dave. <laughs> uh, uh, then next thing they said, well, you know, what do you think? Really? Do you think? I said, no. You can take it to the board. 
and see what they say. If they say it's okay, well, of course, nobody on the board was going to say, yeah, bring him in. Dr. Yamuchi says no. You know, he's the infection person. So they ended up bringing in shoes for everybody, but they brought in a cutout, cardboard cutout of a of a kangaroo. And I said, fine, that's great. Good compromise. But it, but it made me think, you know, what about different pets? Somebody said, well, the kids are going to go home when they got dogs and cats. I said, yeah, well, that's true. I wonder what dogs and cats have. And then that got me started because uh, the, the um, zoo here had a pet section where they and they offered to bring pets in so children could play with the different pets things like believe it or not alligators and uh, owls and i said you know i don't know what they carry so tiger cubs no you've read that article i know but i uh, so i said let's let's check this out and i got a couple medical students who volunteered to go with me to the petting zoo and a veterinarian and uh we went out and cultured they went out and cultured these different animals and sure enough every one of those animals were carrying organisms that could be inter or could cause disease and multiple organisms correct multiple organisms so i said well here's what they carry you know i i don't want them in the hospital they said well we'll keep them in cages and I said, well, that might be okay if they wipe down the cages and don't let the children touch the things in there. And they brought things like skinks and grass snakes and owls and, like I said, an alligator. And, um, well, the pets we we cultured uh, included, well, like I say, all these things that we I included. But one of the things that we cultured was a black tarantula yeah i i didn't i didn't culture it but one of the, yeah, medi- med- med- right. one of the medical students cultured. can't even sneak up on it <laughs> they jump well not only that they got an eyeball on their back well They're looking they, backwards too well uh, i was long ways uh <laughs> and that was the only pet at the petting zoo that didn't have one of the pathogen uh, one of the bacteria that i how interesting is that? Well, when you think about that, they're kept in an environment that's very hot. And dry. And dry. And all the other animals had water, and it was wet, and mm-hmm. you know, found what's called water bugs in those. So, you know, then they said, well, you know, they get got dogs and cats. So I said, let me find out. So I went to people that had dogs and cats that had, you know, tamed, they're uh, trained, and sure enough, I found multiple bacteria in those animals that were able able to cause disease and to carry that a step further i had a couple three children i guess that had uh were in the hospital had surgery went home came back for follow-up and they had infections now with a certain type of bacteria and so i visited the homes where they and they found these people all had animals and sure enough, those animals had the same bacteria that the children were infected with, the wounds. Now, that doesn't mean that they were the cause. It could have been the children infected the animals. I, I recognize that. But there was... Although it seems less likely, doesn't it? 
Well, you, you know, you can't prove that. The only way right. I could have absolutely proved that was the culture of those animals before the children were at home. Right. Right. And if they didn't have it, and then after the kids got home, had it, I, that would be stronger evidence. So, you know, I but I always, and I presented this at a couple of national meetings and, uh, you know, got some notoriety from that. Yeah. Doctor hates animals. I can hear what, it now. When I was in college, I went to the school's infirmary and I had a, um, a gland that was, was swollen. And I didn't know what it was. And the doctor just looked at me, two seconds, looked at my hands. He said, You've been around cats? So that's an odd question, but yeah, I have been. Cat scratch disease. Right? And that's what he said. He goes, Yeah, you got you got it from the cat. He said, Do nothing. Bob Nugent. Yeah, exactly. Cat yeah. scratch fever. Yeah, Ted Nugent, cat, cat scratch fever. And that's what he said. He said his, his fever is a little bit yeah. differently than that. Yeah, it's a different yeah, anyway. kind, but but I had the real one. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm just gonna cut to the chase with you. I you know, if one of my children had like cancer or something and was getting Sure, chemotherapy or whatever they've got a they've got an immune system that's been compromised. I'm going to keep everything away from them that might, you know, cause a bacteria to get next to them. Yeah, well, there have been studies now that people have presented to me that demonstrate that certainly in older people, animals uh, may have a role in assisted living quarters or nursing homes where the individuals that are there. Uh, take care of those animals and are given a job and we get to pet and sit and hold them in their lap and things like that. And they do show that their quality of life or their happiness. But that's a psychological thing. That's not a physiological thing for the most part. But then you have to start arguing, does physiological health help physical health? Okay. And so, you know, so I asked for a study with children and we looked at children who came in with sickle cell with sickle cell disease crisis? They're in pain, and that's usually treated with fluids and pain medication and oxygen. And I wanted to see uh, what happens if they were allowed to play with a dog or cat while they're in the hospital. And the parameter I was looking at was: was there less pain? Was there less use of pain medication? And it looked like, although the study wasn't large, it looked like. That it was. It did make a difference in, again, how much pain medication they had to take, how long they had uh, severe pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, there there may have been a connection there. And they've always used that as one of the reasons why you know, animals or pets could be used. All right. Let's get our final break in. And then when we come back, you give us your final thoughts on this. What should parents be – because I'm, I'm talking to you about this if you're a parent or a grandparent, to be honest with you, all right? Because the decisions you'll make for your children and your grandchildren, they don't get to make. You make it for them. You make decisions for yourself. But the bottom line is, what are some things you should consider doing to, you know, make sure you're protecting your, you know, those great assets you got in your kids and in your grandkids? That's all coming up. We'll finish it up with Dr. Terry Yamauchi, who's a great doctor but more importantly, he's a great friend to me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Excuse me. I hate when I get a tickle in my throat. It drives me crazy. All right. What should parents take into consideration about their pets? Well, I think they should um, consider the situation in the home. 
certainly with people that are immunocompromised, if there's um, people with pre-existing conditions, other illnesses that might be going on, people on steroid therapy or chemotherapy, uh, just think about the environment at home. And you know, I don't want to say how clean is your home because everybody's home is just as clean as a you know sterile room, but that's not so. Uh, good common sense again. I'm just saying that if you've got somebody with massive burns where the skin is not covering the wound and it's not easy, uh, it's uh, not covered well. Uh, you don't want pets around or. Uh, anything that's going to spread dust, birds, uh, things like that. You know, the, uh, it, I've been at it such a long time. I recognize those things, and I'm sure that I miss uh, uh, opportunities or uh, situations where there's more of a risk to certain types of patients. They're already at risk, so why add something to that? Um, exactly. I mean, seriously, you think about that. Yeah. If people will think, you know, oh, well, you know, Fido's been here for most of his life and uh, he stays in the house. Uh, does he ever go to the bathroom? Uh, mm-hmm. Where does he go to the bathroom or she go to the bathroom? You know, uh, th- th- those things that are common sense to me should be thought of. I wish more parents would say, can I take, you know, Billy home, and there I've got two dogs at home or a cat. Well, you know, most of the time it's probably all right, you know. But if there's something else going on, you know, if Billy's going to go home on steroids or chemotherapy, or he's got a wound that's open, open. You, know? you got to you got to treat things differently if things are not the same as they usually are. Yes. Yes. That's right. And, you know, I think I sent you some material about outbreaks caused by animals. Yeah, let me just read this real quick. It says, contact with puppies at six pet store companies in 18 states led to infections that sickened more than 100 people. That's from a a Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, investigation. Uh, According to CDC, this particular... Uh, illness causes an estimated 1.3 million diarrheal illnesses in the United States each year. The majority of cases occur due to eating raw or un- undercooked poultry or eating something that touched that bacteria. But in these cases, health officials found the link between the illness and pet store puppies. Uh, from January 16, February 18, 118 people, including 29 pet store employees, were infected. Luckily, no deaths occurred, but at least 26 people had to be hospitalized. Now, you could say, and a lot of people will say, look at the, look at the, you know, the percentage of that. That's a small percentage. The percentage that you want to take. It's not so small if it becomes your kid or it becomes you. Exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, you got to think, I just... I, you know, my kids are really important to me. I'm sure your kids are to you and my grandkids, especially. Just got to tell you, I won't do anything to put them at, uh, in harm. I don't let my dog lick my son or my, any member of my family or my, uh, my grandson in the face. I don't let them eat off their plates. I don't do any, I've seen people do that stuff and I just, 
I just like my stomach just goes, oh, really? You know, I mean, just be honest with you. And I'm not a germaphobe by a long shot. Right, right. And, you know, pets are good. They're nice. You yes. like them. They give I you like comfort. Dexter. You know, and I I just want people to be aware of that. And, yes. And uh, I'm not trying to set anybody's policy at home, but you know, if you think about it, you're probably going to make some changes or you'll consider making changes, and you should. You know what I always tell people, and this, this really ticks off, some pet owners your pet is not a human now you might want to think your pet treats you better than other humans and maybe they do but the bottom line is they're not human beings they're pets they're animals well here's the other problem i'm not i'm not letting my dog lick my ice cream cone like the doctor says i'm also not letting my friends lick my ice cream cone. you're exactly that's that's the other problem the point you see i see people you know i teach over at the university um and i see people sharing cans of soda in the classroom and stuff i don't know maybe this is the germaphobe in me coming out but it just strikes me as uh, uh, a silly unnecessary risk what's your thought on that doctor I I I think you're very right. You know, you got to risk, uh, put the risk to the pleasure factor. Right. Go buy your own Coke. It's a buck. You know. That's <laughs> or here, thing. I'll loan you a dollar. Go right. buy yourself a Coke. Yeah. It reminds I me. You. I was traveling overseas once, and there was a homeless guy, and I, I felt sorry for him in the in the um, laundromat. And I was uh, washing my clothing, and he said, can I put my clothes in with yours? I said, you know, here's the equivalent of a dollar. You can uh-huh. run your own load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I and then you kissed him. Yeah, then yeah, I kissed him, and go. I shared a Coke with him. There yeah. you go. All right. Dr. Terry Yamauchi, you gave me 90 minutes today. Thanks so much. I love having you on the show. You're, you're just a fountain of information for me. You really are. I try to keep it a clean fountain. You yeah, know? and you do a good job of it. And, you know, next time I have him on, and we'll do that pretty soon, we'll talk flu and we'll talk, you know, respiratory diseases. It's getting to be that time of the year because we're all getting driven indoors. And uh, that means bad things can happen to a lot of people at once. Thanks a lot for coming in. Well, thank you for inviting me. All right. Yeah, we got to figure out when we're going to have steak again. Got to get that all taken care of. All right, Dave Ellswick show. We'll be back in uh, a few moments, and then Robert uh, Steinbach and I will talk about guns, FOIA, and immigration. Maybe not in that order. That's coming up next on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, final hour on a Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick show. It's been good today. You know, it's always good, I'm my, I'm Look, I'm my own worst critic. I really, I, you can ask people around here, I am my own worst critic. And uh, look, Matt Smith was in today. That became a political talk show when we had Kyle Reeves, who's running for mayor, and Cersei came on, and we were sitting and talking, and uh, it was some good stuff out of that. And then Dr. Yamauchi in today, lots of he's great good. information from him. Well, he's, he knows what he's doing, he's smart man, guy. and smart he's worked guy. for this cdc and he's brilliant dude mm-hmm. and now i've got another brilliant dude well, now, now you have the alternative i got, no, <laughs> the I got brilliant. a really brilliant dude again and that's robert steinbach kind of you to come say. in and uh and, and robert is a uh, law professor over at ualr and the mm-hmm. bowen school of law his opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect that of the school of law or uh, of the university in general so we got three things to talk about with him, and uh, let's let's start off with the really big.
big story. Let's go to what's going on south of the border. Mm-hmm. And this, right. this caravan that, right. as they the, like to call it, the, the, the non-invasion, according to the to the, the press, leftists, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not an invasion. Yeah, it's not it's an not invasion. A, it, now, now we have a debate over language, right? M- meaning, if you want to say, "Well, I don't think it's an invasion; it's something else." Okay, but you're not entitled to tell someone else who uses the word invasion in what is a perfectly plausible use. That's false. That's a lie. It's not a lie. You can disagree with it. It doesn't make it a lie. And the press seems to have adopted this new view that whatever they say is fact. And if you disagree with them, if you say, I don't like chocolate ice cream, that's a lie. Well, I don't. Well, that's a lie because I like chocolate ice cream. (laughs) I mean, it's such absurdity. All right. Migrants are hitching rides, of course, and walking and crawling and whatever. I saw some with parasols. Yeah, get into the United States. A dozen migrants traveling by foot from Honduras to the U.S. to seek asylum filed a class action lawsuit Thursday against President Trump, the Department of Homeland Security, and others claiming a violation of their due process under the Fifth Amendment. The Fifth Amendment states that no person shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. A recent PBS report cited former Supreme Court Justice Antone Scalia, who ruled in 93 that it is well established that the Fifth Amendment entitles aliens to due process of law in deportation proceedings, unquote. Probably the only place that you'll ever hear me disagree with Supreme Court Justice Scalia, because... I bet you if you asked 90, 100% of Americans, all right, this question, that well over 80% would say, you're not an American citizen, Constitution doesn't apply to you. There are actually different levels. So if you are in, I'll give you one sort of scenario. If you're in the United States, you can be a citizen or a legal resident, a legal right, alien, right. Uh, and um, you get protections under the Constitution. If you're in the United States or outside of the United States and somehow the U.S. government interacts with you, you have certain rights even if you're not a citizen. So if we pick you up and drop you off at Guantanamo, you have certain rights but fewer. If you're inside the U.S. but you're illegal, you have certain rights. And the Constitution distinguishes between persons and I don't know if it's citizens. I don't recall what the language is, but there's there's a distinction in the Constitution. So certain rights, everybody that interacts somehow with the U.S. government, uh, and then few uh, higher rights for citizens and other similarly qualified individuals. So the notion that some people like uh, those that you mentioned may have some rights under the Constitution is not unusual. The question becomes what those rights are and what they're entitled to. Uh, what what the what the people are entitled to. Remember, just because they filed suit doesn't mean they win. So we'll have to see uh, what they're claiming they're entitled to and what the court ultimately grants them. Okay, and so the the next part is the Fourteenth Amendment. Yes, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subjects and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. 
no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privilege or immunities of citizens of the U.S., nor should uh, any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Now, let me go back to the very beginning of that, because this is what people leave out. All persons born or naturalized, and I gotta go back to where I was here. Yeah, and subject to the jurisdiction. Yes, and subject right? to the uh, jurisdiction. And that's the operable phrase as you look that's it up. That's correct. So the question, the question is, we're talking now about birthright citizenship. That is, someone illegally crosses the border. And drops a kid. And drops a baby. Um, and under current law or current interpretation of law, that kid's an American citizen. Only for about the last 40 plus years, about 50 years. Could be. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Before that, I mean, uh, you know, this was this was debated and established right after the Civil War. Three years, in fact. The 14th Amendment. Yes. yes. And right. it was right. a, a senator, I think, from Michigan that drafted it. And right. in his, uh, his explanation about this said, now, this doesn't apply. The diplomats or foreign aliens, he said. I mean, I think he right. covered it pretty good, saying that no, just because you come over here, you fly in from China and have a child, doesn't mean your child has now got dual citizenship. And there was a debate over what the meaning was at the time that the Fourteenth Amendment was enacted. Because um, it was re- it was done because of slavery. Uh, clearly, it was done because of slavery. And then there was this debate that took place over exactly this clause. James Ho, who is now a judge on the Fifth Circuit, I had worked tangentially with him when we were both in the Senate Judiciary at the same time. He wrote an article on this uh, that says that birthright citizenship is what the Constitution says. And then there was a guy out of Chapman. Um, law school who says the opposite. And the debate is, what does that uh, um, language that says subject to the jurisdiction mean? And so they were talking, amongst other things, regarding Indians, right? Native American Indians. Yeah, because let's go back yes, a little history here, all yes, right? Sir. When the Native Americans were given citizenship, it was the Native American Citizenship Act. Mm-hmm. It was a law. Mm-hmm which they were saying the 14th Amendment did not cover them. Right. Right. And so this is the point, is that that the, the those who agree with James Ho and the, and, and the argument that, that birthright citizenship is – No, you disagree oh, with James not. Ho. You're okay. the other side. I'm the um, other guy. Yeah. Uh, that, that birthright citizenship is a law, say, when it talks about jurisdiction, it only, it only exempts out – the children of diplomats, the children of foreign invaders, and the children of Native Americans because it's a separate nation, and so they're not under all of the jurisdiction in this country. But according to them, if you sneak into this country, since you can be arrested and and anything else, you are subject to this jurisdiction. It's not bilateral. You don't have to consent to this jurisdiction. That's the argument from those folks. And then the 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 um, professor from Chapman says, no, no, it's it's more complicated than that. And basically, you've got to be subject to the jurisdiction is a bilateral relationship. That means you can't sneak in. You've got to uh, 
uh, assent to the jurisdiction and and the government has to assent to your entrance both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the question that remains. There is what's known as dicta, meaning side comments in cases by the Supreme Court and lower court that suggests that the birthright citizenship uh, uh, is the law, but dicta, by definition, is not controlling. The Supreme Court has never squarely addressed no, this question. Not. And so it could come up if, for example, Congress could pass a law today says no birthright citizenship, then someone would inevitably sue, as perhaps they should, and then the Supreme Court would be forced to answer that question. But I got to be honest with you, um, uh, not from a policy perspective, but from simply tracking the the case law that has developed so far, I wouldn't bet too much against birthright citizenship. Let me be clear. I'm not a fan as a policy perspective, as a general matter, in birthright citizenship because it makes no sense to me that as uh, – by the way, as with the former Democratic uh, – um, um, what is it? Uh, majority leader. What's his? Harry um, – oh, Harry Reid. Harry Reid said. He goes, how can it be that you sneak across the border, have a kid, and then your kid is an American? Of course, it makes no sense from a policy perspective. Mm-hmm. The question is whether or not the 14th Amendment, notwithstanding the, the silliness of the policy, uh, entitles that so-called right. And I, I can't answer that. Uh, um, I can't tell you what the Supreme Court would ultimately decide, but they have issued opinions already that suggest that if they were to follow the trajectory on which they have been, they would actually grant um, um, or, or affirm birthright citizenship. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, but how many of those particular Supreme Court right. courts were set up with more conservatives yeah. and liberals? Well, they're different, right? Gorsuch wasn't on it, and um, Kavanaugh wasn't on nope. it. We know that. So nope. it's a different it's a different population. It'd be very interesting That's to right. see how they how would do it. Absolutely. Because, look, when I was at King Anvil Ranch, and I was talking about this the first hour, and, and stunned Matt Smith. He had never heard this before. The coyotes that bring over these people. You know, they're paying them twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yep. And if they're pregnant, the coyotes carry progesterone. That will put a woman into labor. Oh, to force the labor, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. they'll give a shot to an illegal if they think they're going to be caught to force them into labor to try to give them give birth to their child. And the child becomes at that point when they're when they're born become a citizen of the United States, and that covers the family. Right, then they do that with the anchor baby thing. Yeah. And by the way, this is not only people say, oh, well, you know, you're focusing in on uh, the no, right now the migrants. China is the same problem. China does a lot. The, Asia, uh, big time. A lot of Asians that come over, but there are people from all sorts of countries that come over. And by the way, much like we've talked about uh, when illegal immigration is a general matter, that is, I understand why uh, illegal aliens want to come here. It's a great place to be. They just don't have a legal entitlement to. I understand why people want to have babies in America so that they're Americans citizens the only problem is from an american perspective that's bad policy it's absolutely bad policy Mm -hmm. so uh, i would hope that congress would pass a law that would then inevitably be challenged and would get an opinion from the supreme court uh if the opinion came out the wrong way so to speak uh then the only alternative then would be a constitutional amendment which we could also pursue simultaneously but as you are well aware dave takes a lot oh it's a really slow process it takes a lot it's a really slow process all right get a quick break when we come back let's talk about guns let's do it all right we're going to talk about jamie taft versus the state of arkansas and what does that mean to you as a gun owner that's right
All right, back with you. And, uh, of course, Robert Steinbach is with us. Remember, he is a law professor over at Bowen School of Law. If you listen to my show any length of time, you know who this guy is. He's Mm -hmm. on my show every Monday. And beginning this coming Monday, he will be on uh, each Monday from 3 o'clock until 5 o'clock. He had been on late. We're moving him up a little bit. And the folks from uh, Conduit uh, News will be in the 5 to 6 o'clock hour. All right, so in this Jamie Taft versus the state of Arkansas, Jamie Taft, or Chad Davis, pardon me. No, wait, let me make sure here. Let me get this. Uh, Jamie Taft has entered a conditional guilty plea pursuant to Arkansas Rule of Criminal Procedure. The charges of simultaneous possession and possession of a controlled substance. He has marijuana on him, evidently. And he argued that law enforcement's initial contact with him Constitution uh, constituted an unconstitutional seizure and that all evidence acquired from the subsequent search of his person must be suppressed as fruit of the poisonous tree. We agree and reverse and remand. Said the Court of Appeals of That's Arkansas. Right. Right. On April 4th of, this, of last year, Chad Davis with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office received a message from dispatch that Ricky Lee from uh, the Joplin store, whatever store it was. The Piggly Wiggly, I like to call it. Had called about a man, later identified as Taff, wearing a white shirt with a pistol stuck in his waistband, acting suspiciously and going in and out of the store several times. Officer Davis and Deputy Willie Bartell responded to the call and headed west on Highway 270 toward the Joplin store. About halfway en route to the store, Davis received another call from dispatch indicating that the man with the pistol was walking east on Highway 270, two miles from the Joplin store. The officer saw a man fitting his description involved walking east on Highway 270. Officer Davis activated his blue lights, made a U-turn toward the same side of the highway as staff pursuant to standard procedure when talking to someone on the side of the road to avoid being hit by oncoming vehicles. As Officer Davis was pulling up behind Taft, he observed what appeared to be the outline of a pistol in uh, Taft's right pants pocket with his shirt covering the gun handle. When Officer Davis stopped behind Taft, Taft looked back, shook his head, took a couple of additional steps, and turned toward the officers. Taft squared up to the officer's vehicle. He reached into his left pants pocket, and then started to reach around to the right side. And at that point, the officer drew his service weapon and ordered Taft to put his hands in the air. Following this initial stop, officers searched Taft and located the contraband for which he was charged. Okay, so he's charged with one count of simultaneous possession and one count of possession of controlled. Filed a motion to suppress physical evidence on August 25th, arguing that law enforcement officers had illegally detained him. The hearing was held on Taft's motion and uh, on October 24th. Officer Davis testified that he pulled over to make contact with Taft to, quote, investigate suspicious activity. And that's the key, Dave. So, so yes. let's let's recap okay. for a second. This guy goes into like what I like to call the piggly wiggly, and he he has a gun exposed in his waistband, and he's walking in and out of the store. And so, some store clerk calls the cops, and they're entitled to it. That's fine. Um, uh, and then the, by the time the cops get there, 
uh, Taft has left the store. So they sort of chase him down, not literally chase, but they find him walking on the street and they pull him over and they stop him and they detain them, detain him. You cannot be detained unless a police officer has at minimum what's called reasonable suspicion. Now, in layman's terms, it's almost the same thing. They have to have a, a legitimate basis to stop you. It's not a hunch. It's not a feeling. You know, you used to watch Adam 12. Oh, I had a gut feeling. A gut feeling doesn't entitle a cop to stop you. That's called the Constitution. That's called the, for, the Fourth Amendment. Freedom from unreasonable search and seizure. You want to stop here and yes, we'll sir. pick up? Yes, sir. All right. We got to do that because I got to get to the news. It's important that you listen to understand this was not a gun issue per se. It ended exactly. up being a gun issue exactly. and a good uh, finding for us gun own- owners. owners that's we'll, right. we'll get into that as we come back. Time for the news. Let's find out what's going on in the world. Uh, just got a few days left to vote. Do it. All right, back with you. We've been talking about Jamie Taft versus State of Arkansas. Now, this was all about evidence. That's right. So this guy, so the cops come up to this guy when he's walking on the road, and they stop him. And when the police stop you, as they say, they, he looked suspicious. Looked suspicious. And here's the thing: the law doesn't allow cops to stop you just because you quote look suspicious end mm-hmm. quote. It needs to be an articulable legal basis to stop you so what's the basis to stop him so they said well he had a gun showing uh and he was walking in and out of a store and the court said well you're allowed to walk in and out of a store Mm -hmm. so that's not a basis to stop somebody and then and here's the relevant part for all of us the court of appeals of the state of arkansas says and you're allowed to carry a gun openly in the state of arkansas citing to the attorney general's opinion by the way leslie rutledge's opinion on that said you're allowed to carry a gun openly so that can't be a basis to stop somebody that's like stopping somebody for wearing sneakers you're allowed to wear sneakers also just because you say it's suspicious doesn't make it legally suspicious and therefore since the two bases for stopping him were illegitimate the drugs found on him thrown out and Mind you, I don't like when someone has illegal drugs and gets away with it, so to speak. But what's more important to me is the Fourth Amendment, is your rights and my rights. I don't want a cop stopping me for illegitimate reasons. I don't want a cop stopping me because I happen to walk in and out of Walmart too many times. Uh, and so the, the, the outcome here is that he, the charges against him, all the evidence that was discovered on him is thrown out. Because the basis to stop him in the first place was improper. However, yes, and there's more to that. And there's more. Because the state argued that Officer Davis seized Taft because he had determined the lawfulness of Taft's contact going in and out of the store and right. carrying that weapon and acting suspiciously, right? Right. right. Here's what uh, the appeals court said. Merely possessing a weapon is not a crime in the state of Arkansas. Exactly. Arkansas Code 5-73-120. That's Act 746. Yeah. A person commits the offense of carrying a weapon if he or she possesses a handgun on or about his person with a purpose to attempt to unlawfully employ the handgun as a weapon against the person. Exactly. In general, merely possessing a handgun on your person does not violate 
573-120. Under the clear language of Section 573-120, the possessor of a handgun must have an unlawful intent to employ it uh, as a weapon against a person in order to make that possession illegal. Uh, illegal. That's right. So when you read that, that means whether you're carrying it where you can see it or you're carrying it where you can't see it, which means that Arkansas is a constitutional carry state. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I've, I've heard that raised before, that, that, that it covers more than just open carry, that it covers concealed carry yeah, as well. because it says and, on or around your person. And it doesn't say you can be seen from the front to side and the back like it does in Arizona. You have open carry in Arizona, but you got to be able to see it from three sides. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't say you got to be able to see it. Yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting point that I hadn't even thought about. Here's another interesting point. At the end of the case, you know who's representing the the government, the police? Uh-huh. Leslie Rutledge as attorney general. Well, she is, has to. Right, she has to. But here's the thing. The the court cites to her opinion that says uh, open carry is entirely legal, uh, at least open carry. You know her yeah. opinion suggests right. even more. And I like that. But if she agrees that that it's perfectly legal, then why is she defending the position? And I don't know what her office said in court, to be clear. But why are they defending the position that the cops took in saying that the stop was legal? And I don't know the answer. I, this That's is, a good question. Yeah, yeah I'd like to wish we had her here. Yeah, I'd like to hear what they have we to say to because she's it. right on the money. Let me be clear. I'm not criticizing her at this point. I don't know what they did in this case, but she was right on the money when she said open carry is constitutionally guaranteed mm-hmm. um and and uh, your interpretation is is it, all carry yeah all carry indeed is constitutionally indeed. and this is a guaranteed. court of appeals that means yeah. that's the whole state of arkansas yep that covers the whole state now so, why would i tell you to get a concealed carry license yes why because you may be tra- traveling yeah. You may be traveling. You, you, there's reciprocity for the concealed that's carry right. license in something around 40 states i think however if you if you're worried about having it here, what I say is, if you have a concealed carry, you may negate some of your rights because I'm not you sure that's get right. that. I'm not sure that's right because uh, now I don't know. But uh, the concealed carry covers you on concealed, and then this opinion would seemingly cover you at least in part on the the open carry, and maybe even more, like you suggest. So there may be an overlap. You may be belt and suspenders by having the license and by complying mm-hmm. with the Taft decision. I don't know the answer. I'm just positing alternative interpretations. Um, and of course, just to be clear, anybody wants to make a decision about carrying a gun, check with your local sheriff, check with your Excuse me, your own attorney. Uh, these are, uh, this is, I'm not giving you legal advice because I don't want some call yeah, on, no, calling no, me no. up after the fact and saying, I'm blaming Rob. Yeah. But uh, but check with your local sheriff's office, check with the state police, and check with your own attorney. But this is a watershed opinion it's in the state of Arkansas. It's a big moment. Yes, this is a huge moment. And that opinion will uh, will have huge consequences in the state and, by the way, across the country. Because as you say, we have now moved into a different realm in Arkansas. We have now moved close to, is it New Hampshire that has constitutional carry? I always mix up if it's New Hampshire or Vermont. I think it's Vermont. Is it Vermont? Okay. Um, But we are now getting into the place finally in this country and in this state where the Second Amendment and the state version as well means what it says. says. All right, Rob, take a break. When we come back, I did want to talk about Goodson as well. Yeah. Because she got beat again in court. She did. We'll talk about that. 
about the First Amendment. That's something we want to talk about. We always and talk about it. FOIA, FOIA, and how uh, a judge over in Faulkner County found out he's not above the law either. We'll be back. We'll talk about it. All right, 13 minutes left, so I got about six and a half minutes per topic here. Mm-hmm. So let's get going let's with Robert Steinbach. Arkansas Supreme Court Justice Courtney Goodson lost her effort to mute attack ads that have blared across television stations and filled voters' mailboxes in the final weeks of her re-election bid as a federal judge ruled that halting the ads would impermissibly restrain future speech. The ruling by U.S. District Judge Brian Miller came a day after Goodson took the stand and testified that at least one of the claims about her that she had requested a raise in 2017 was false. Now, the other problem was that the other stuff on an individual basis was true. And then there's a, then we get into the law, and the law is complicated. If she's a public official, and this is about public official matters, mm-hmm. so that means she's got to demonstrate, A, it's false, B, it's defamatory, meaning harmful, C, that it's reckless, that's the malice standard from the Supreme Court, and then... An issue that is not, even to this day, fully resolved, whether you can ever get an injunction, legally at least, or appropriately, um, for speech. Whether there can be legally a court-imposed injunction of, quote, prior restraint. And there, at minimum, it has to meet a strict scrutiny standard, which is a fancy way of saying you've got to really chin the bar on that. And there are many legal scholars that say prior restraint, an injunction to prevent the publication of defamatory material in this context could never be issued. The best you could get is damages after the fact because you're implicating the First Amendment and defamation can never uh, uh, trump the First Amendment. And so you can't have prior restraint. You can only get um, damages after the fact. That's an open legal question. So that's a big. It's a big decision. It is a big decision. All right. It is a big decision. And uh, it worries me when I hear people talk about dark money. Yeah, dark money. You know, it's that's <laughs> some kind of different. Right. It's called kind money. Of money. It's right, yeah. money. It's called it's called speech. Political yeah. speech. And that's the big thing. It's political speech, and right. it's covered by the First Amendment. Right. Although a lot of people would like to get rid of yeah. the yeah. First Amendment. And now, I, I just stand by because coming up in January, you're going to hear a lot about First Amendment. Yeah, if yeah. Robert and I have oh, anything to say about it, absolutely. But I mean, let's be clear: Goodson's perfectly entitled to sue for defamation, and if she can demonstrate falsity, uh, harm, and then meet the malice standard because she's a public official about public matters, then she's entitled to damages. That's because defamation is a legitimate cause of action from the days of the First Amendment. The First Amendment clearly recognizes it. Uh, so I don't want to say that that's not a valid cause of action. Uh, whether she can get an injunction is a far more difficult question. Uh, and she was not granted ultimately that injunction largely for the reasons that I just described. Uh, but um, this is the tension. Uh, the First Amendment allows defamation causes of action, but probably does not allow prior restraint. All right. So we're done with Goodson. Yep. Let's go talk Next. about Judge Baker yeah. in Faulkner County. Right. All right. Who was asked under FOIA for certain emails that he was in possession of, where one of, which I read yesterday on the air, 
showed, as far as I'm concerned, that he was campaigning on government time using government resources. He sent, he got a FOIA request from Joey McCutcheon, a, a, con, a constituent. Yeah. Um, Green, was that his name? I forget. Uh, I don't know. Joey McCutcheon yeah, was the attorney on attorney Joey on, McCutcheon is a And he great was on the show attorney. yesterday. Yeah. We had him on yesterday. Yeah. And uh, bottom line is, is that, uh, you know, he sent, there was a FOIA request from the Demgaz as well. Well, was there? Yeah, he sent the, the, the emails to the Demgas, mm-hmm. but he refused to send them to the citizen, mm. which to me is like looking at somebody and giving them the bird. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, the, that's what I kind of feel about Well, it. and you can't pick and choose, right? That's the whole point about the Freedom of Information Act is when government officials decide who gets to see public information. Uh, we've talked countless times on your show, Dave, about government bureaucrats trying to thwart my Freedom of Information Act requests. I've made them in the state. I've made them federally. Uh, bureaucrats don't like to turn over public information. No. And, 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 <laughs> and by the way, Chip Sexton, who works for Joey McCutcheon, um, uh, or works, uh, excuse me, works with Joey McCutcheon. I, I'm sure Chip won't like to say four, uh, for me to say four, um, uh, sent me, um, earlier today, uh, that the, they settled that Baker agreed to pay some fee for the, you know, the filing fee or something to that effect. And he's turning over the records, uh, because guess what? It's public information. Yeah. And you and your listeners are entitled to public records, and I encourage everybody to make public record requests. Yeah, they settled because they brought suit oh, yeah. against And them. that's the problem, right? That, the problem is that you have to sue too often because the government bureaucrats won't turn it over until you sue. So someone like me who understands the machinations of the legal system uh, can do it, uh, but the average citizen is in a difficult way. In a very difficult way. Um, and Joey McCutcheon is a, a great, great on these things. And he takes a lot of private clients to sue on their behalf, but he can't take them all. So, um, you know, he's a good person to call about these types of cases. I but, would say know. this, and, and I'm, I'm not going to put words into Robert's mouth. I'll yes, say it. And that's this. If there is a person who would say that it's all right for Baker to do what he did, the judge do, or mm. the judge does what he did, Right, uh, he doesn't deserve your vote. That's how I feel about it. Well, luckily, I don't vote in his area anymore. No, I don't either. <laughs> so. But I'm just saying to the people of Faulkner County, I think twice as well as now, uh, you should be aware that there is a federal lawsuit against a judge uh, by EEOC for not uh, giving due attention to a sexual harassment uh, lawsuit that was registered uh, against him and not doing what he should have done. He moved a harasser, evidently, out of the position into another position, kind of doing a Catholic church kind of thing. You know, perhaps an even bigger problem are the unelected government bureaucrats. We discussed my op-ed in the Dem Gaz from last week uh, on the show on Monday, but I'll repeat here that when the commission that I serve on that's supposed to review FOIA legislation considered Last year's legislation that would have been a horror show for uh, creating a, a huge exemption in the Freedom of Information Act. Guess who showed up? The University of Arkansas attorneys. And they came in saying, oh, we want a special exemption for university attorneys. 
Yeah. We started by just making a special exemption for ourselves. You know, it's almost it's almost laughable when you have a government bureaucrat coming in and asking for an exemption just for themselves. Here's my uh, my unofficial recommendation: If you're looking to to make your job easier by changing the law for your own benefit, try to disguise it a little bit. Don't make it so transparent <laughs> that all you're doing is looking to make your job easier. Especially when you're getting paid the money you're getting paid two hundred grand. Yeah. Two 200 grand, one of the two people showed up, and the other one I think makes up roughly 140, 150 grand. I mean, that's real money to, to you and me, Dave. I know. And these people show up making 200 grand. They said, Oh, when I was in private practice, I didn't have to turn this stuff over. Yeah, you didn't have a 200 grand guaranteed salary, a guaranteed client, and the, and the government uh, taxpayer uh, um, treasury to fund your operations either. Hey, you don't want that 200 grand job that includes responding to Freedom of Information Act requests. I got an idea. Quit. Someone else will take your job. It won't be a problem. <laughs> Don't get him riled, get up, riled on up on FOIA, baby. Well, this I'm is just telling you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of Dave's audience, let me tell you, these are your records. They're not my records. They're not Dave's records. They are the public's records. If you think the government is doing something hinky, or even if not, write them and say, I would like to see the records on the following issues. Make them do their job. And how often do I hear a government bureaucrat saying, well, it gets in the way of our job. That is your job. Your job is to turn over public records. Get off your cushy seat and stand up and, and dust off the boxes with the public records and produce them to the government, excuse me, to the public that requests them. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've heard government bureaucrats say, well, it gets in the way. Gets in the way? Gets in the way of what? Eating bonbons? Go do your job. Oh, it's so difficult. It gets in the way of us being to obs, you know, obfuscate. Yeah, that's right. What's of going hiding on? Hiding the truth. That's, that's exactly right. right. Obfuscating the truth. Thank you. But no worries. How about a little bit of transparency? How about putting all the government records on uh, on on some sort of public database to begin with? You don't like having to turn them over. Put them all up. Make them searchable. Do something proactive towards transparency. You know that the government bureaucrat that appeared before that body that I just described to you said, oh, we always try to do the right thing. Always try to do the right thing. Then why did John Tull have to sue the university and the university only turned over records uh, after that lawsuit on the courthouse steps? And you know what they said to me? I'm not aware of that lawsuit. And so after the meeting, John Tull, who's on that panel, I said to John, didn't you have to sue him? He said, absolutely. Then, so apparently... They don't even know the lawsuits they're involved in. So I'm sorry. The, the claim that we always try to do something, do it right, is belied by the fact that they don't always do it right. Yeah. And Robert and I and others, Joey McCutcheon and others, yes. will Chris Corbett. be watching again when they start the next session. Chip Sexton. Watch for things coming up where they try to, you know, uh, basically uh, – Make a, a a a wild horse into some kind of uh, castrated oh, yeah. horse. They want to castrate our freedom of information. Yeah, Let absolutely. me tell you right now. They try it all the uh, time. And their legislators, uh, Republican and Democrat, uh, on the wrong side of this issue. And as you know, Dave, I'm going to call them out. I don't care what party they're in. So beware. If you're going to be on the wrong side of the Freedom of Information Act, I'm going to call you out. And people say, oh, well, we just want this, and it's not a big deal, and they play it down. Uh I will be on your show, Dave, 
calling out by name those bureaucrats, those legislators, those in the executive branch. I don't care where they're found. If they're doing bad things to our great law, then I'm going to call them out. And finally, let me say this. When we're at that meeting, one of these government representatives says, well, I think Mr. Steinbeck and I have a difference of opinion on the law. I've written a book only on one law out of the hundreds of thousands of laws that exist in this nation. So one law. I have a book on <laughs> one law I'm arguably an expert on, and she's telling me that we have a difference of opinion. I'll tell you about that difference of opinion. I'm right, and she's wrong. That's exactly right. Dude, it's always a pleasure. You ended on fireworks. I love fireworks at the end of a show. God bless, my friend. It's great. We'll talk to you. Don't forget, set your clock back over on Sunday before you go to bed, Saturday night. Set it back an hour. Fall back this weekend. Get an extra hour of sleep. Enjoy it. Don't show up at church early. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him one hour on Sunday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 